What's going on? What's going on? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to another show. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Man, we got a lot of, bro, we got a lot to cover today, bro. Yeah, man, it's a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot to cover today, man. Listen, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Like, I can tell by the way our production meeting was that this right here, we're gonna drop some information that's gonna be both informative, maybe even a little triggering. <laughs> yeah. But you know, overall, I feel huh? Everybody loves some good triggers. Man, shout out to Lady B in the building. Shout out to Lady B in the building. What's up? What's up? Good morning. Good morning. Building. Good morning. Listen, uh, my name is Byron, real estate investor out of Houston, Texas, primarily focused on the wholesale space, do a little bit of creative finance, fix and flip, new construction, new to the build to rent space. Definitely excited about that. And um, man, I, I got another another permit today. Oh, another permit hey, today. We're going to get that thing passed. We're going to pull that, that foundation. Boy, we're going to be on our way. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, you know hey, I mean? I'm happy to hear it, bro. Yes, indeed, man. What you got going on? What's on you? I got, a, I got, a, I got a permit pass Friday. Ooh, I got, I got one failed yesterday. It's, oh, it's part damn. of the game, man. You gotta just fix the issues at hand, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's but uh, <laughs> good morning, good morning, Neil Parker, real estate investor, entrepreneur out of Lafayette, Louisiana. Been investing in real estate since 2016, full time entrepreneur since 2020. Do all things real estate, love rentals, love passive income. Uh, now switching focus a little bit, doing a lot of more wholesaling, more flipping. At the end of the day, man, we, we real estate all day. Owner of Leverage the Wealth, teaching people how to leverage where they are currently in their life and financially get wealthy in real estate. That's me. But I'm excited, man. Uh, well, shout out to y'all, man. Y'all be going crazy with the views, the, the, the numbers, the subscribers. We definitely appreciate y'all uh, for, for rocking with us. But I think today is going to be a good one, man. We're going to talk from uh, culturally. We're going to talk about education. We're going to be talking about the jobs. There's just a whole lot of things where well, we see by doing our research that men are holding women back from being successful and uh, going to their highest potential. It's facts. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, it's actually disheartening when you look at the data and uh, we're going to break this down. And then when I also look at a lot of things that's going on in the culture right now in terms of what's being promoted. Um, I think it's I think it's disheartening. Right. Um, and I'm going to speak to why I believe that it is disheartening. Number one, we we see a lot of women, right? So let's let's just break this down. Oh, when you look at your mentorship, because I know you've done, you've taught a lot of people real estate. You've taught a lot of people um, business, right? And when you look at your some of your top performers, keep it real now. Keep it real now. Who 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 are some of them top performers? Just 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 just, just women. The that I do. Hmm? Women, bro. More some of your top performers. Oh, more women sign up than men. More women sign up than men. More women take action. Now, when it when it comes down mm-hmm. to some of the action takers, the the, the 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 raw action takers that's really get to it. And I ain't this is not to diminish men because I know some men that are kicking all kind of ass. So let's not that's you know, but I, I just have to keep it real, bro. I see a lot of the women are 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 taking massive action getting a lot of things accomplished and when you look at the stats oh it it is disheartening yeah because they take an action uh they're actually more successful but if you look at all the charts and everything still at the bottom bro 
Mm. Still at the bottom. So is it us holding them back or or what is it? Because they have all the qualifications. They they have the education. They're doing the work. But they're just not getting rewarded what they need to be rewarded for um, everything that they have going on. And I think, well, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I'm listening. And I said at the end of the day, you know, they come back from us because come back from ego. We come back from the way we grew up. Come back from the things that we listen to, we watch. Everything is the man should be on top. The man should be on top. The man should lead the woman. The man should do this, do that. But at the end of the day, these women is passing us up. So it, it leads me to an article. It leads me to an article, right? Um, and on this article, um, I'm going to share this article real quick. And this is from Oregon. This is from Oregon State University by a lady named Shannon Garvin. What she wrote was, it says that... Um, Religion in women's lives um, and women's lives worldwide, right? So, at a glance, it says the condition of women in religion across the globe often appears bleak. Religious systems foster and promote the power and voices of men. Listen to this, though. Oh, at the expense of women who make up the majority of inheritance, long-standing traditions and cultural or familiar ties often make it difficult, if not impossible, for women to speak or to act on their own behalf. Now, when you get deeper into this article, what you realize, right, is that what it sounds like is happening, women have, from a cultural standpoint and from a religious standpoint, been held back for years. So my question to that is, what if, what if we have placed women in a subordinate position and the woman that has chosen to accept that is the next doctor that comes out with the cure for cancer? Oh. What the woman that has chosen to subordinate herself to some man's ego or some religious right doctrine? And that woman is the cure for 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 uh, 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 diabetes, right? What if if um, what if that woman is the reason um, that 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 we are able to end world hunger? Because at the end of the day. Let me break this down. Let me break this down because I did this because I got I got to back this up with stats because I do not want I don't want people to think that I'm I'm injecting opinion on this. Again, we ain't on no opinion. So what we did was we I'm, I'm gonna go to the Pew Research. I'm gonna go to the Pew Research. This is what we gonna do. We're gonna go to Pew Research, and and the reason why this is so important, the reason why this conversation is critically important, oh, is when we go and look at the Pew Research data. Right. I'll show it, huh? Yeah, this is important. So if we look back when religion and when we look back when religion and and culture predominantly sub, uh, 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 subjected women to lower rungs in society, like in the 1970s, all of these times, right, and, and beyond 1960s and even beyond that. 
right? So at that time, let's just look at the women in the U.S. Senate. At that time, bro, we had 2% was women. 2%. 2% was women, right? Uh, look at how much that number has grown, right, since 1990. Look at how much that number has grown. Let's, let's, let's keep going. Let's go to the U.S. Senate. Let's, I mean, let's go to the House of Representatives. In 1965, it was 2.3%. Look at the number. We had 28%. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Women and legislators, same thing. 4%. All the way up to 32%. What this tells me, what this tells me, what this tell you know what? Let's just keep going. You know what I you know, Fortune 500 CEOs. Fortune 500 CEOs. We had 0% oh in 1995. 1995, we had zero. That wasn't that long ago. That wasn't that long ago. Oh. Zero percent effectively for Fortune 500 companies. Today we have over 10%. Over 10%. So what that tells me, oh. And this is the reason why this is sad. Now, what if, what if this CEO that is a CEO today had the same capabilities in 1995, but wasn't given the opportunity? The company could have been way further. Put it like this. Oh, do you believe that women are more smarter today, smart enough to run a company today than they were in 1995? You think, you think that, that, the, the the intelligence gap has increased or decreased that much? I don't think it increased that much, but of course they got more resources, more opportunities now than they did back then. But uh, another thing you got to realize that a lot of people feel, some people feel they don't want to put women in those positions because emotional, that's what we hear, emotional. They're going to make decisions off of how they feel and not facts that's what we hear man you know what i'm saying uh just because they don't like somebody and they may not promote them or they may not have them work in a certain position so that's what we hear while ladies are not ceos have you heard have you heard any of those things before absolutely but at the end of the day are any of those facts when it comes to business that's what we gotta speak on absolutely absolutely not because um, we gotta keep it real. Sometimes women make better decisions than men. They absolutely do. Because, because sometimes we make a, a decision based off our ego. We ain't got no facts behind it. I just feel I don't like that dude. So no, he is not moving up to manager. He's staying as a stock boy. But at the same time, women do the same thing. So we just gotta figure out. And uh, sometimes women make better decisions than us because they take their time and think. We just be moving. Facts. So, you know, and they most times they got higher education than us as well, too. So this is this is my thing, right? I've noticed on, you know, I've listened to a lot of red pill talking points, right? And a lot of it is kind of littered with women. Being, it, it's littered with regressive rhetoric. Right. Them boys, them boys got issues, man. I ain't gonna talk, I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, but here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. This is what's problematic to me. 
we have a lot of women that are buying into this whole soft life thing. Um, they're buying into um, not wanting to be productive members of society in order to please a man's ego or to get a man. Some women are buying this. But when you say soft life, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean women wanting to not contribute to society outside of the family and kids. And it's nothing at wrong home. with that. Yeah, yeah. And it's nothing wrong with that for the women who want to do that. But let's keep it real. A lot of women don't want to do that. And right. should that woman feel be made to feel as if something is wrong with her because she wants to contribute to the global economy, however she feels she wants to contribute to that? That's the question. Or should we, because this is what I think is going on, oh, I think, you, you remember when Boosie had the song, he had the song, I-N-D-E-P, right? You remember, that was all popping. You had uh, yeah. uh, all of it, uh, 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 what, what Beyonce had. It was a bunch of records that was Single going lady. on. So, uh, yeah, it was a bunch of records going on that was highly uh, uh, promoting uh, female achievement and independence throughout society. Right. It was a lot of that going on. And I think what happened, oh, is women actually took the challenge and was like, yo, like, OK, I'm really finna go to school. I'm really finna go get this doctorate degree. I'm really finna go and get start this business. I'm really finna go and get this this promotion at this job and really, really get to the back. I'm really finna go do this. And they did. And they did. And they <laughs> and are. So, and when they did, I think what men realized was that wait a minute now, this woman legit, she legit don't need me at all. At all. <laughs> That's a horrible feeling, man. That's a horrible feeling. So let's think about this. Let's think about this. Now it changes the dynamic to women again not being in a position to need a man but if they want one they just need to want one All right so uh with that being said we got a lot to uncover today we got a lot to yeah, uncover man. today uh yeah we need to go back to uh hit them stats man so we can so we can actually see what's going on yeah let's see so I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up. So uh, this is critical. <laughs> so this is right here. All women lose ground at the first step up to a manager. But broken rungs holds black women and Latinas the most. What's that? Women promoted to the manager for every 100 men promoted to the manager by ethnicity. So, damn, for every 100 men. 87% women overall, 91 white women, 73 women of color, 89 Asian women, 76 Latinos, and 54% black women. So, so let's, let's, let's go back to, to what we were talking about earlier. So on first, you know, back in the day, black women was getting held back by their husbands. You know, they're getting held back by um, the house because nobody wanted the, the black woman to do anything. Stay at home, figure some shit out at home. You know, I don't need you to make no money, whatever. And then it passed that the ladies could go to work. 
They could vote. They could do all those certain things. Right? So once the ladies got to go to work, they was now getting held back by men. They was getting held back by white women because they just got into the job force. So so now we got multiple people holding the black women back. Then it got to the education. Hey, we can go to school. Now it's harder for the ladies to go to school because the school is holding them back, the education system holding them back, the black men is holding them back, the white other cultures is holding them back. So now they got multiple people holding them back. So at the end of the day, the black woman is way in the back. I'm talking about they behind everybody. That's that's crazy, Byron. It really is. Like everybody, society, education, black men, uh, white women, Asian women, uh, Chinese women, everybody. You think you you get what I'm saying? Like they're all the way at the bottom, though. Facts. My question, my question to this, oh, and we got Dr. O in the building too. <laughs> I'm sure she got something to say about absolutely, this. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to know, you know, so so we started the conversation on culture, right? Culture and religion, right? And I the reason why I think this is problematic is because I know so many powerful women. I know yeah. so many powerful women that in a lot of ways culturally have accepted the doctrine that they need to act. Hit keyword. Oh, they need to either act as if they're less than or actually be less than in order to be accepted in society. And I think that is problematic on a lot of levels. I want to know what Dr. O thinks about this. What's your thoughts on this entire conversation? Hey, hey, good morning. I've been watching you guys on YouTube. Y'all look so good over there. Anyway, um, so, you know, it's it's a great topic. You know, I don't like the men against women topic. So I like the way you all are framing this uh, more over as a discussion based off of society and not us against each other, because we we talked about this before. I think most of us overstand that we want each other. We want each other. I think Byron hones in on that a lot. Now, my father raised my sister and I like we were his sons, meaning he was super proud of us. He was always braggadocious about us. He was always, um, uh, you know, putting us up against his men. He would have us racing grown men. My, my daughters can whoop y'all. He was all, my daughters can whoop y'all. My daughters can beat y'all. He, this, he, in his thought, he really thought this, that we could beat these grown men. These were NFL players and everything. He had us running against NFL players, okay? So my dad always made sure that we understood that we were as valuable as sons or the way that society made the man feel about his son. You know, that's his daughter. She's, he's softer with his daughter, and he was a different man with his son a lot of times in society. But he broke that barrier because he was both with us. So my sister and I grew up. As a lot of people want to know, when I start talking, did you have a dad? <laughs> because I'm so strong or so powerful in my thought. And I guess they think that I'm not supposed to be that way. But it was my dad who made us feel this way. So I'm going to start there. My father didn't necessarily teach us to be independent. He taught us to be interdependent and understand that man or no man, you are your own person. You're as valuable. There's equality with you and your sexuality. So back in the, you know, I would say in the Egyptian times, there was equality or equity rather. There were not equality, I apologize. There was no equality. It was equity, meaning that positions and titles and stuff like that didn't matter. Europeanization 
colonization saw the power like these people are working together and the king a woman can be a king a man can do this it's too much freedom in the society we've got to break this stuff down so that independence of a woman is a threat to a weakened society not a weakened man excuse me okay a weakened society a weakened culture so you had a weakened culture giving you religion, giving you politics, breaking down your culture. They weren't worried about the woman or the man. They wanted that culture to be so broken that the culture was off kelter, that they could control the culture as a whole, not the woman or the man. They wanted everything. So you've got to think about where this evil really seeps in and comes from. The patriarchal system is very dangerous. The matriarchal system wasn't as dangerous, but I could see how that could, you know, make people off kelter. But men nowadays, a lot of our African-American men, which I'm very even leery of dating our men in America, they compete with their women. They always have to submission, 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 submission. What is the addiction to submission? What is the addiction to have someone need you? What is the obsession that a woman's money, her education, her um, herself is a threat to a man? Is it not a benefit? I don't understand. Why is a woman's independence, if that's what she wants to do, which I don't believe in independence, by the way, I think that's a trap. Why is a woman working on herself a threat to a man's self? Why doesn't he see that as a benefit? Well, anyway, this was implanted, imparted. This is ridiculous. I believe a lot of it has to do with, besides evil, is colonization and Europeanization of the minds of people and to be able to control people. And then what they do is make those people want to control each other also. It's a form of control and it's ridiculous. It doesn't have to be. So that's my thoughts on the whole process and coming from my father or my stepfather at this point because at 40, I found out he was in my bio. But the point was this man, no. this man, yeah, mama was, mama crazy as hell. Anyway, this man, <laughs> this man taught my sister and I, and my sister's married for 28 years together for 30. So she does have a whole husband. But my dad taught us that we were as valuable as whatever society thought about men. We were that valuable. Okay, he did teach us that. So it did come from him. My mom taught us that don't depend on anyone in the world, not a human being. She never said men. She said people. And you guys get it for yourselves. So both my sister and I, we had both sides teaching us that we were valuable. And so when a man comes in and finds a valuable woman, how the hell is she a threat to him? And yes, I have had a lot of men that have told me to my face that I'm a threat. Simply because I, um, AKA stand on my own, which is the weirdest thing in the world. It's not true. I think it's a program. Wow. You yeah. know, I want, I want to, I gotta, I gotta touch in on this Dr. O cause this a is a lot right now. Yeah. This is, this is all levels of problematic, right? So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. You mentioned that a lot of men took issue, took strong issue with you being able to self-sustain. Um, uh, and, my question is, why? Why? What is that conversation like when those men are objecting to you being able to provide for yourself, do for yourself, right? And not being in a subordinate position where you are needing this man, but you're just only wanting this man. What is that conversation like 
in terms of um, why, why they feel. Oh, I think Dr. O. Yeah, I think she dropped off. She dropped but I off. think I think with that, you know, I think like put in chat is ego. A lot of men feel less than a man because the things that they that they taught you're supposed to do, she ain't got to do it for that woman. The woman already got it together. She mm. she take care. Like sound like the the way Doctor Ugra Doctor Ogra, she get a flat tire. She ain't calling that nigga. I mean that guy. <laughs> she gonna go ahead and do it herself. You know what I'm saying? So. A lot of men feel less than if you, uh, a man is not needed for anything. Like, I don't again, need you for nothing. <laughs> again, we talked about this last week, and I and I truly believe that ego shouldn't be derived, right? I truly believe that ego. Back, oh, we got okay, we got it back, and we got a beautiful picture. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Doctor O, if you heard me. My bad, I did. I, I was like, <laughs> okay, so we coming over here from Clubhouse, and y'all kicking people off stages over here. Oh, you got kicked. I'm just playing. It was my internet. It was my raggedy internet. But um <laughs> But talk to us. Why why men feel that way? Yeah, what is those conversations? I, I, think, like? I think they've been programmed, unfortunately. I think they have been programmed, unfortunately. Some of it is innate because I have a son and I have a daughter, and I'm so grateful. And they are two totally different beings when it comes to the way that they are. Uh however, uh, like my father did myself and my sister I I raised my son that same way so he's super uh I don't know he's super he's all his own man okay baby his his with his big old you know beard and stuff he really is a man's man of a man's man but my homosexual uh godfather taught me how he became what he calls himself no offense to anybody I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say because I'm grown he calls himself a sissy and he said the reason why he was sissified was because his mother and aunts sissified, helped sissify him. And he said, don't you sissify that boy. Now, this is a man teaching me how to raise my son, telling me it was a gay man. And he told me, do not uh, let him be in your bathroom. Don't let him da 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 da. He gave me all these modes and codes. If women want him, send me a DM, I'll give it to you. But the point, what he was saying was, do not sissify him because you're a woman. Don't let your feminine energy tap into his system at an early age because he'll remember that stuff as he gets older. And this boy was probably five years old. He's 60 something now, but he was five something years old when he started being attracted to men, he says. He remembers being attracted to little boys way back when. And he said he used to watch the attraction of his aunties and mothers. Now, some of that he feels was in him and some of that he feels like was given to him. And had he had not had access to so much femininity, he wouldn't be so super feminine. He's very feminine. So anyway, he taught me that at an early age. So my son is a go outside. There's arrows in the fence and, and BB guns and rabbits. And stuff. I mean, he's a man's man of a man's man because I was like, keep him separate from me, hug him, love him, let him cry on my shoulder and all that, but definitely keep him away from my feminine energy as he's developing and growing up. Long story short, I feel like society programs our men to feel like they're better than women or somehow above women or somehow women are lesser than I think that part portion is a problem the man should feel valuable he should feel like he could run he, he, he could run the world but to feel better than his female counterpart I believe that's a program that's me just from what I've seen, because when I get a man in my room, these men are grown big old men laying in my lap crying about some stuff 
or being able to get coddled, they want me to hold them and think I'm holding big ass men. These are friends, relatives, you know, uh, cousins, brothers, uncles. Men are laying in my lap crying about things, you know, being able to break down with me. So society is messing them up in the in the public, but in private, they need as much attention and affection as I've seen my female counterparts need from me as well. So there's some missing to where society is putting this boulder on a man's shoulder that he's got to be this this thing that that doesn't we don't need him we need the real being and they've got this fake version of a man and the moment he puts on pink or the moment he sheds a tear he gets he gets beat up if he shows any sign of affection towards anything he's getting beat up that's society doing that crazy stuff in my opinion and then he brings that madness home and we know the truth about him and he don't like it. So then he gets intimidated by a woman like me because I can see through all that Maybelline. I can see through every single crack in his face. You're lying. That's not how you really feel. Society made you feel like that. Then you come home and want to tell me the truth and get mad because I can see you. So you take it out on me. It's, it's a crazy, weird. I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is I think it has to do with programming more than it has to do with our poor men. I think they've been put in a really weird position, just like they put women in a very strange position as well. Wow. You know, um, I love that you said that. I love that you said that because it speaks to this, right? So we opened the floodgates, Dr. O. Uh, I don't know if you saw these stats. Um, very, very, um, you know, when we looked at that Pew Research data, right? We looked at the Pew Research data. Matter of fact, I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up and it, and it just shows the progression of women over the last, you know, 50, you know, 50, 50 odd so, uh, years or so. Right. And the progression has been massive. It has been massive. And that speaks to a couple things to me. Number one, it saddens me because I wonder what we would have had in the 1950s, the 1960s, if women were given more opportunity. Right. So it saddens me from that perspective, how far society would have progressed if women right, were allowed to operate in the fullest version of themselves. Right. And if male ego had evolved to a point to where they were able to work hand in hand with women and build with women without it being a conflict because here's the thing that's that's one reason why you know not to speak on somebody why they're not here but you know i think if i'm speaking good it, it shouldn't be bad but one thing I, I i like about los right um and a lot some of you may know los some of you may not know los but los and his wife they have um a relationship that i i truly respect i truly respect their relationship in the sense of this candace is a very powerful woman, extremely powerful woman, right? And Los is powerful in his own right. And instead of them competing with each other, they compete with the world, right? Uh, and I would even like to argue that even me and my woman are the same way. Like my woman is very powerful in her own right. And I feel like I'm very powerful in my own right. And we don't compete in our household. We compete against the world. And I think how my question is, especially to a woman like Dr. Ola, how do we, right, you know, get to a space to where we can create that relationship opposed to men not evolving to a space to where they can be comfortable with a woman 
being powerful in our own right. Why, what is what do those dilemmas sound like? What are some of those male complaints? Uh, I want to know what that looks like so we can kind of uh, dissect that. I'm, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, do we really, really, really have a, a problem here? And I'm looking at the chat. You guys are ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> Uh, especially whoever that Simon weirdo is. I'm not, I'm not her. So I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna do that this year. But what I'm gonna say is this whenever, whenever we sometimes we can feed into some of the BS too much as a people, right? I don't think we have as big a problem as we think we do. So I love how you brought up Lowe's, Candace, uh, actually your your wife, that there are too many powerful couples doing well and doing right. I look at all the women in my family. Um, my mom has seven sisters and uh, two of them have passed away, but the uh, they're all married except for my, except for my mom. Um, so they, they've all been married for a very long time. My sister, you know, things of that nature. Of course, I've been married as well. And my relationships didn't go bad when it came to economics and finance. There was absolutely no competition in that building process. There were more idiosyncrasies against personalities and stuff like that, but not when it came to building. I think sometimes we think there's a bigger problem than there is. I post a lot of things and people are like, black people can't work together. But all I see are black people working together. Uh, I talk about, you, you're talking about a topic where I see a lot of couples that do work together. Sometimes maybe the little personal things can come into play and interrupt a relationship. But I've just seen too many people hungry nowadays. So I think we keep feeding ourselves some of these uh, BS narratives and that starts to break down our uh, truth. That I wanted to put that out there first, but secondly, I really think that um, we do work well together. I think we do do these things together. I just think that we don't have a lot of support for couples and we don't have a lot of people rallying around us like there used to be back in the past. You couldn't break up, right? Because everybody was making sure y'all got back together because y'all were just better together. And so there was a time where that was important. And I think now people are saying that's not as important because people want that individuality and that freedom because it's being fed all over social media and every movie, every show you see is single this and single that. And it's better to be single. And why do y'all want to be in those relationships? And every man cheats. And now all the women cheat. Now everything's about all this negativity. We're being fed this crap and we're feeding, sometimes we're feeding into it. And we also have some records and some um, what we call receipts that a lot of people do do those things. So we're not going to take that away. But I think sometimes we feed into the silly narrative over and over and over because it's a program. But if we could just have, like you just said, proof, just start naming all the couples that are working, all the stuff that is working and start leaning towards that. I don't think we would be as in, um, in array as we are right now, because I do not believe this is real. I've seen too many good things for me to only be looking and considering the bad things. So for me, I think that what you just said about Lowe's and yourself and other people here, I think we have too much good stuff happening. And a lot of my brothers that come to me, I've been working with men over the years, they all have a really great foundation. It's some of their personal character that is an issue and they can start to fix that on their own just knowing that they're loved and supported men start working on themselves just knowing that they have some support they'll work on themselves and i found the other side if i can do that with my brothers i started doing that with women and i noticed if a woman has support she'll start fixing herself just knowing someone loves her through her crap she'll start working on herself so just knowing that we have that base where's the base you know what I mean? And that's what I think we need to get back to base. And then we can start to build from there because people are inherently, most people 
as bad as they seem, are inherently wanting better for themselves, whether they admit it or not. So I just think if we could just stick to the good just a little bit longer, we'll start to see that this stuff is a little bit is is fake to me. I think it's some of it's a lot of a lot of it's made up. I ain't gonna lie. To Shout you. out to zero tolerance, man, with the super chat. Go ahead, B. Yeah, no doubt. I ain't gonna lie to you. I I think it's um, I appreciate the optimism, Doctor O. But when I look at these stats, I ain't gonna lie to you. They, they, these stats speak to here's the thing. But I who think, created you know, and, the stats, Byron? <laughs> <laughs> you laughing because you know who created the stats. Who tells the narrative? Because if, if it's Byron telling the narrative, Byron may not be as optimistic as Dr. O because I'm extremely optimistic, but it may not be as optimistic. And I've seen hell. I've been through some things and I've seen some things. And yes, of course, I conquer it with my mindset and my mentality above it. I'm way above it. So I'm very optimistic and I've been through the fire. So I can't play like I haven't seen it. I'm not going to be ignorant, naive, but I am going to say I've seen too much good to sit up here and play with that. Byron, who made the stats? Who's putting the information out and who's looking at it? Because if you go around all your wealthy friends, all your healthy friends, excuse me, not just wealthy, but if you go around your healthy friends, Tell me what they're talking about, because I guarantee you those stats don't equate to what they're going through. Those no, stats fact. are for people who who want to continue to feed into the narrative that we ain't going to make it, that we, we need to, we, we not going to do it. We just we doomed that that is going to feed into that because fear is a best way to control. That's why people talk crazy to people. I saw some negative stuff. I'm, I just got here this morning and they already talking crazy in the chat. And I'm just like you. Had, the people are just that way. Why? Because they love you. Induces, nah, they're crazy. People fear induces control. Me, negative comments induces. Oh, let me try to control that person's feeling. Let me try to control that person's voice. Negativity controls much more. When you give person a freedom, these men don't know they get freedom with Doctor O. They get scared of that. Like, dang, she ain't calling my phone. She ain't doing this. She don't do that. She don't do this. She's not a typical female. She don't cry. She don't blah blah blah. It scares them. They're not used to that. So fear, okay, freedom uh, induces a different kind of fear. It's a more of an insecurity. But security fear. Yeah. But yeah. But control. When people try to control each other, that's when. I start to sense that these narratives are being controlled, Byron. Those that data is controlling because I don't know that data. I don't know that data to be true for for the situations that I'm in and the people that I know and you all and most of the people in those Sinji Energy and the business over breakfast. I hadn't really seen those kind of people that these statistics are talking about. So where are the other statistics? Is all I'm saying. Show us both sides. I agree with the statistics, Byron. But you got to show me all the state, the, the data. You can't just show me the partial data and say I have 23 chromosomes because Dr. O knows she has 46. Mm, I get it. And, and mm. I'll be honest with you. In a lot of the circles that I'm in personally, right, personally, obviously, I see a lot of healthy relationships because I typically convene around healthy people. Right. Um, just like, you That's know, the normal. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider us That's the norm. norm. Um, no. and, and, and when I look at stats like this, it says women's representation, right, uh, saw modest gains throughout the corporate pipeline. Now, again, we're talking about because I, I, I want to preface with this, too. We're talking about jobs, but I'm looking at this from a societal impact. Right. I'm not looking at it just from the jobs. We got to look at the mentality of the society and how they view 
uh, 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 women in society and not, not just women, but, but, but how they, how they just look at, uh, uh, the, the, how they respect the woman's role throughout society. This is a societal conversation, right? So I'm not pointing a finger at, at, at not, neither person. I want to preface with saying that, but let's look at this. It says women's representation saw modest gains throughout the corporate pipeline, but women of color remain under represented okay underrepresented it says representation in corporate role by gender and race in 2023 brand new data all right so let's Man. look at this let's look at this oh so so right now it says the entry level positions entry level positions we have women of color the 18% represented here right and when you look at this this thing goes all the way up it goes from manager to senior manager director it goes up to vice president senior vice president c suite and what you notice right what you, you got to look is, at some pseudo bar what's that at the beginning the entry level is the same for the man and the woman soon as it's time to, for uh, the next level it drops to 13 so that's what I was talking about before the job promotion it's not the same either. So as you see, as the, as the job promotion goes up, it goes down for the women, and it goes up for white men in this country, slightly. Same for black men. Black men ain't too too much far from the women. Like ours consistently goes down. It's a fact. So we got to so, figure out why is that. So so what, what do you think contributes to that, O'Neill? From your perspective. What do you think? And then I got to get Dr. Owen on this. This is important um, because it's, it speaks to something bigger. And, and I, I want to see if we can if we can we can pull it out. I want to see. Uh, so we got to pull up this. I think this is what it is. Let me send this real quick. I think this is this is exactly what it is. Let's see. I just sent, I just sent a message. Uh, if you could pull that up in the group message. Because I think this is this is a big part of what it is. Ruby, if you don't mind, check that message. See if you can pull that up. Let me see here. Oh, you may have it, Byron. You got it? Uh, uh, uh but I'm gonna try to pull it up. But go ahead, go ahead and speak because, to it while, while we're working. Because there's a lot of things where where women they, they're not allowed to move up, especially black women. It could it could be the way we speak. I mean, it could be the, it could it could be the way the women speak. You know what I'm saying? They may have an accent. They may look a certain way. Or you may be too fat. Maybe you're not attractive. Or you're too thin. It could be a lot of different ways. It could be uh, you don't look the healthiest. You know, because a lot of businesses, the people that represent them at higher levels, they want them to look a certain way. It could be um, education. You went to a, a, a HBCU, but this other person went to a, a PWI. So we respect their degree higher than your degree. So it's a lot of it's a lot of different things why they don't let black women go to the next level. And I got to pull they, it up too. They will use every excuse why they can't promote them. Let's see. Let's check it out. So this is it right here. 30, 30 characteristics that women they were used against them in the workplace. Accent, age, attractiveness, body size, class, color, community, community styles, cultural, dietary restrictions, education, employment history, ethnicity, general, with the gender, health, uh, intellectual, 
marital status, nationality, occupation, occupational position, parental. So they can grow up in a single parent, uh, parent home. So that's all things they ask on the application. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? On all applications, they ask all that different stuff. So they 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 using anything they can to pull you back. Like for me, when I was when I was in um high school, bro, they passed a law that nobody with dreads could work in the front. So I had and this is like 2010. Who got wow. dreads? Black people. I was a bus boy. So now, now my now my black ass got to go in the back in the kitchen with all the other black people. At. I can't be seen in the front of the house with everybody else. What a, what a customers come in at. They got a whole lawsuit because of that. So it's even worse for the women. Your hair, you may have braids in your hair. We don't like seeing braids. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got a big, you got, you got to realize you got a big butt. You can't, you, you can't wear, you know, all the men looking at your butt. You, we can't have you in the front. So there's a lot of different things that they use against black women to hold them back from actually reaching their next potential and reaching their success. See, look, somebody put in the chat, your butt too big. You, your breasts may be too big. You got some cleavage showing. Like, it's a, they use anything to hold our women back, bro. So the reason why I thought this was important, Dr. Owen, I know we were talking about, and I want to get your take on it. We were talking about um, healthy relationships, right? But then we segue that over into what we're seeing in the corporate world. And the reason why we brought up the corporate world is because I think it's just a representation of how the respect levels are different. Right. And we can we can measure how how we're respected when we interface from the corporate position, from a business position, how we interface with the world. And a lot of times that's just it's just a mirror back into how we are measured in these relationships right it, it all speaks to a lot of the same things what's your thoughts on that or do you believe any of that even correlates the corporate world and to our relationships absolutely yeah i uh, think yep programming but in the same token i think that these stats actually help certain people who who can really really go hone in uh first of all we should be employing each other and ourselves anyway so i don't i don't want to i don't want to get into the whole someone gets to tell me how to wear my hair at work and someone gets to tell me how to dress at work. And, um, I just, I, you know, I haven't been in corporate, uh, since 2005 because of a lot of those weird idiosyncrasies against all people. I've seen them do it to handicapped people. I've seen some crazy stuff to different people, not just black people, but I definitely couldn't take it for our people, what we had to go through in the workplace. So yeah, I agree that society not just society, but people allow a lot of this stuff to happen because they themselves won't get up on their own value. Your value tells you that you, you know, you shouldn't be working for a paycheck for the rest of your life. Retirement is, is not an age, it's a strategy. So who's talking to us about early retirement? And why are we not pooling our resources together? Uh, there's a, a show that if anyone's interested in, uh, it's called Saving Capitalism. And the former... I forget what the little man's name was. Uh, he was a house something for Clinton. I apologize. But he worked in uh, the financial sector for the White House for a long time and in that industry. And he's basically calling everybody out with receipts and data. Anyway, 
what you're talking about, Byron, in saving capitalism, he goes through what is the true point of capitalism besides obviously creating slaves. Um, and it's, it's cool to throw out that slave thing, which is what I think sometimes people don't understand. The etymology of the word family means household servants. So when we walk around saying, what's up, fam, family, 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 we're saying, what's up, household servants? So what's the first thing that we've been domesticated as most of the time as women? I need you to cook. I need you to clean. I need you to make sure that you take care of me, you know, physically, sexually, or AKA take care of them children, right? That's what some people say, not all people, but some people believe that's the role of a woman is to maintain the house. So that's something that's going on in the workplace too, right? Women can have secretarial jobs, women can have certain jobs, but it better be underneath a man, or if they are in power, they're bees or any, some type of negative, there's gotta be some negative connotation to a woman in power, <laughs> right? Cause she's definitely different. Uh, or, or out of the norm because she's not a secretary. It's it's weird. It's all these same. It's the same thing. It's the same stuff. Anyway, saving capitalism. That's disgusting, I'll close with by this. the way. It is. It's, it's just. It's just silly. And if you let it be, that's on you. I, I can't. You can't keep getting mad at everybody else. At some point, you've got to turn that anger into action to to something you should be doing for yourself. If you're not self-employed or you don't have a business or something that's taking you towards that, get mad at you. Start getting mad at you in the mirror. Look at yourself. It's you. If you don't have something that you can depend on other than AKA a job or what the corporation, like O'Neill said, with his handsome self, this intelligent brother, this very, very wealthy man, this healthy man being put in the back kitchen, O'Neal? Or guess what I know about him? These people are crazy, right? Like, you're going to put that brother in the kitchen? So anyway, my point in that is saying that, you know, saving capitalism tells us the healthy things for a capitalistic society are two things, competition and free market. So what that tells you is that y'all compete and you'll be rich. If you have a competitor and you've got healthy competition, you'll be rich, but that's not true. They all work together. They pretend like they're in competition, but they're together. They make sure you or people in society are in competition with each other, which happens with the male and female relationship. The same way they're controlling the society is the same way they're wanting your household controlled because guess what you bring into your house outside, right? You bring the outside world into your house, some people. Some people are weak that that's what they do. My mom taught us never, when you touch that door and you come in here, we're in heaven. I don't know, there's hell out there, but it's heaven in here. So you cannot think whatever's going on out there, you're, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. You don't get to bring the world in this house. That was a rule. It was, she, she's off. But anyway, the point that I'm making is that there is no competition. Whenever there's healthy competition, that's what's going on with our people. We don't like each other's voice. We tear each other down for the smallest of things. You can't say nothing. You can't look a certain way. We do it to each other. We're blaming the corporation about our hair. But the moment when I turn my camera on, watch how many people, not in this chat, but watch how many people in society be checking for her hair, checking for her eyelashes, checking for his nose, checking for the way Byron smiles or doesn't smile. Uh, look how we do each other. I don't understand why we keep saying them, 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 they, 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 they. Mm. It's us allowing it. It's us allowing it. I just it. said we that. Control. 
Yeah, we can control that narrative. We we don't like the way each other talk. We don't like the way each other speak. Is she a real doctor? Where did she go to school? I mm. mean, it's the strangest of things. These little small idiosyncrasies of nothingness. Where's the where's the the love? Where's the happiness? Where's the joy? People are miserable, and they're showing mm. us their misery through their own epithet. So when I would go to work with a frown on my face or something like that, everybody at work was nervous because I was a boss. So everybody's like, the boss is mad. I, I had a, I had, a, I, I got into a traffic jam. I'm not happy about my traffic jam. I'm not mad at anybody here, but people start like paying attention to a lot of different things and they start treating you a certain kind of way. So until you have your own and you're in your own place or you have something that you can rely on that you control, you're always going to be controlled by society. Thus, even in your relationship, if you and your spouse don't set the tone for your relationship and you let society do it or other people do it, y'all going to have hell in that household because you're bringing hell past the door yourself. You're, you're bringing it into your relationship. So I would say, Byron, you brought up an excellent point. That corporate stuff and that household stuff ran and controlled by the same narrative. Maybe not the same people, but this, it's the same narrative. And that narrative has to change in order for the situation and everything else to change, in my opinion. And we can change it every day because every day you should be working on your own stuff. OK, every day you should be working on your own stuff, even if you're stressed out or you don't know what you're doing. Find somebody that's doing it and get with them and get some help. If you can't find any help, there's plenty of things out there for free on the Internet for you to start building your own. Because until you do, until you don't, if you don't do that, you're going to keep on going through the same statistics. Data doesn't lie, Byron, as you say, but it starts to become a false narrative when you don't create something different than what the data is giving you. You take the data and change the narrative if at minimum. Wow. Doctor, oh, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because I think for us to get out of this situation and move forward to the next situation, we got to stop putting ourselves down. I ain't gonna lie. I caught myself a few times in my life putting black people down and other people down. Instead of putting ourselves down, why we don't help each other go up to the next level? But I think it's hard for us to do that because we've been down for so long. Uh, we don't want to see another person come up. You know, we just got to keep it honest. You know, we but get jealous we when somebody... sometimes we want to see a person come up, O'Neal, just not before us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because we feel we deserve it before them. So now when they come up, when it's, it's not even our time yet, but it might be their time. We, we feel insecure. We be like, why did, how they got that house? How they did that? How they got that car? And then we, we, then we come up with a negative situation. They must, they must have uh, got a lawsuit. They must be selling drugs. They can't just be at their job. They can't just be working. So we got to stop with that. But we can't. We got to keep it real. Like so many people do that. How, how does he do all that? How's he doing that? You could do the same thing if you just go, if you, if you, if you take your ego down and just go ask. But at the same time, when somebody go ask you, you should be open to actually helping them instead of putting them down too. Cause the person at the top likes to put the person at the bottom down. Like they like to put their thumb on them. Like I'm better than you. Like, like I can't help and you. And that happens in personal relationships too, O'Neal, right? Where yeah. the woman or the man think they're better than the other spouse because maybe she's yep. the one that's the breadwinner and she's putting him down because he's not or vice versa. He's the one. I make the rules. I pay the bills. go both ways. Yeah. And that goes back to what Byron was saying. We need to work together instead of working apart because 
typically in households, we like to keep score. You know what I'm saying? Instead of be like, hey, you know, you strong at this. How about you do that? I'm strong at this. How about I do that? And we work together at the end of the day. You know, maybe I need to talk every week. What can we do next week to get in a higher position than we was last week or last month? So I think us as people, we, we struggle with uh, seeing somebody else success. We struggle with helping somebody else go to the next level because we want to be uh, shown as we doing everything. But at the end of the day, if somebody, if we helping somebody else get up, they're going to help us get up what we strong at. But we don't see that. Hence the reason why we, you know, believe in no stingy We ain't going energy. nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so no stingy energy is funny because that's the premise of why this whole, you know, podcast was born, right? Um, because at the end of the day, what we noticed in the culture is that, you know, a lot of people believe in the premise that unless you know, I got to put you down in order for me to come up. Most people believe in this mantra and that's just so not true. Um, yeah. Matter of fact, it's the people that you help with that will, that will add on to you. You never know who you may be helping that can help you get to the next level later uh, in, in, in later in time. So, so thinking that you are hoarding some special information that, you know, that's going to block somebody. I mean, that, that will block somebody else from, from reaching a certain level of success is ludicrous. It's abundance. We live in a world of abundance. It's enough for everybody to go around. And it, you never know who you are sowing a seed into that may pour, you know, that you may be able to eat from that fruit later when you're in a space in space of desperation or hunger. Right. Yeah. So, so so it's critical that we move with a real spirit of no stingy energy, especially if we got a wealth gap that is absolutely massive, right? Um Huge. especially huge right so so that's another reason oh why i'm so passionate about this topic with our women being suppressed because bro listen to me we got a wealth gap people listen to me now i want everybody to pay attention to what's going on we have a wealth gap massive wealth gap and that wealth gap is not going to be it's not going to be combated correctly with just one person bringing in the money can we keep it real for a second? Can we keep it real for a second real quick? I need everybody to keep it real with me for a second. Listen to me. One person being responsible for bringing in the money in 2024 may not be enough to get rid of this wealth gap. Just may not be. Right. And if we're thinking about generational setting ourselves up for a generational win. Right. And really putting getting ahead. We need everybody to be fighting a good fight. What if that's a reality? What if what if that's a reality? What if what if us suppressing our women is is in one all of you know listening to all of these quote unquote talking points? Oh, woman need to be submissive. She need to shut up. She need to stay in her place. She need to she need to not do this. She need to not do that. What if we doing that to our detriment? Oh, what if, yeah. what, what if we doing that to our detriment, uh, Doctor O? When we got a massive wealth gap. Byron, it makes no sense. And, and you know what's funny about that? When you look back at, if you go back to ancient society, everybody had a role, right? There were 12-year-old kings, okay? There was, there was no divide in age. That's why I say they create this system, the world over, Black people included, okay? They, when I say they, I mean everyone, okay? There's a system that's created that tells us there's a certain age you have to be to do such and such. There's a certain look you have to have to do such and such. But when we think about what you're saying, Byron, you're putting a boulder before us and we can move this mountain 
through intelligence and sensibility. Why do we have to do it the way that it's being told when that way is not working for us because we have a wealth gap? But back in the day, everybody was communal. There was more community. I think Dr. Ooh, Claude Anderson, uh, one of my mentors, Dr. Claude Anderson says something to the effect of there's no more black communities, neighborhood. There's black neighborhoods, but no black communities or something like that. Anyway, his point was stating that um, where's the communal aspect, the tribal aspect of us working together, AKA Byron starts a business. Everybody builds Byron's business. Byron hires everybody that builds his business, puts them in leadership roles. Those leadership roles branch off. They start their own company. Those companies merge. And then once those companies merge, they create a conglomerate. The conglomerate creates a cabal. The cabal creates a community or a society. Where's that at? Because that's exactly what's happening in other cultures constantly. I've seen that many of my Nigerian brothers and sisters come over here from Nigeria and build their own community. I've seen many of our Indian people come from India. Uh, I would say 62% of Northern Dallas is now India. That's from their grocery stores, to their shops, to their food, to their sources, to the apartment complexes. There are maybe over 15 to 20 apartment complexes, large apartment complexes, and 100% of the residents are Indians. Okay, from India, they are coming over here, AKA going to school and that's air quotes. They're going to school and that's how they get in through education. And then once they get in, of course they get the jobs. So now that's boosting people out of a job, whatever jobs those are, right? Maybe some people aren't competing for those jobs. But my point is like, wow. So I ask these Indian people, I go talk to them all the time. And I ask them, how, what deal did y'all make with the United States government? What, what deal, how did y'all do, what did you guys do? Because the Mexicans, they're sending them back, like they're throwing them back quick, fast, and in a hurry. And this is a part of their country. And they're throwing them back. Why, why are you guys getting to stay? And they told me the rules of engagement. There's a deal going on. They're getting paid to come over here. Why? Through what? Education, through what? Job opportunities, through what? Tech. So with technology, they're coming over. They understood the mode of technology and the American government wants that tech. They want that technology and they don't want to have to go to India to get it. They want to bring them over here. They're shipping Indians over here from India to fulfill a demand of technology, which is about to take over and, and blow up in the financial sector. Even real estate has to have technology involved for it to be super successful the way uh, Byron, you and O'Neill are. The success that I've seen from, from this podcast and in you all's room, Business Over Breakfast, that type of success requires technology. So they found their way to come over here while black people are complaining about master and white man and about this and about that. They're taking advantage of it and, and, and they're starting to create alliances with the government and others to bring themselves over here to take over because we're not taking, we're not taking um, the opportunity at hand. We're not taking advantage of it. So they see an opportunity where we're complaining and they're like, oh, that's where they're hurt at? Let us go over there and make it better. And then we'll be the colored people of their society and we'll get the benefits since the black people don't want it. That's what they're saying. And I know we do want it because we're in STEM too. And we do a lot of stuff in technology as well as black people. But the point that I'm making is that Byron, you're bringing up a boulder and we can move it easily 
by moving away from these bum statistics, while they may be real, we can change the narrative ourselves, maybe not just here this morning on No Stingy Energy Podcast, but just throughout our uh, thought process, we can change this narrative because we have the same energies and the same wheelhouse and the same intellect as our Indian counterparts. And my Nigerian brothers are coming over here working three corporate jobs. My brothers are over here making well over anywhere between 300,000 and up to half a million dollars working three and five and six and seven jobs at one time. I, I, it's insane. And I'm watching these brothers do this relentlessly and sending all the money back home or sending all the money over to London or whatever they need to do, building themselves up, not complaining, not complaining at all. Can't sleep, don't have no kind of motive, nothing. All they do is work, make money and build. That's it. That's all they do. And I'm watching this over and over since 2016. It's insane. So I think once we get it out of the complaining mode and we start using the data to our benefit, we can close the wealth gap, not just through the household of the women working, but we can put our children in a position to have income. We can put our whole household. Everyone in my household has not only income and investments, but they have control over how they do that. Not Dr. O. They have their own control over how they do that. Everyone from my household to my sister's household. I only have one sister. So we do the same thing. All four of her people are doing the same and all four of my people, we're doing the same process. So at least there's eight people that are beating the statistic. But I mean, there's more, obviously, you all and, and other people here. So, Byron, these stats should be utilized to conf uh, to convert into what we want them to be. I love it. I, I love it. That that is true. That I love true. it too. <laughs> I love it too. But I think, like we were saying earlier, a lot of people struggle with working as a team, even in the household. You know, we see it all the time. Brothers and sisters can't get on the same page because the little brother may be bigger than, maybe making more money than the older brother. Now he he jealous. So you know, we gotta we gotta stay in our own lane and have to have a bigger goal together. How can we get that together instead of be, getting that apart? I think that's what we struggle with a lot at all phases. That could be in business, household, relationships, whatever. We just always don't want to see somebody else ahead of us or in front of us getting more attention, et cetera. What's your thoughts on that, B? I think it's it's problematic, right? Um, and it was funny. I was just reading an article um, about uh, women and men, dual household incomes and different things of that nature, the benefits and some of the drawbacks of that. And... Um, and it speaks to us, you know, how we are working together for better or for worse. Um, I do think that 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 jealousy, that envy, that um, that want got a little chokehold, man. Yeah, that ego, that negative ego, all of those things, man, are are problematic, especially in 2024. And again, especially when we're dealing with a wealth gap that we're dealing with. We don't, we just don't have space, in my opinion, with the way that the wealth gap is set up, with the way that AI is coming in and dominating all types of markets, whether we are paying attention to the way that AI is moving or not. Listen, we don't have time. We don't have the space to be moving from those weaker and lower emotions. I, I just I just believe that we do ourselves a major disservice moving with the with these lower level emotions. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's sad and it's disgusting. And, and, and I believe that we need to figure out a way to kind of uh, circumvent that ASAP or we will be a permanent underclass, bro. 
Ooh, Byron, don't say that, but you're right. So when you say permanent, um, when you talk about that permanency, give me a way that we could actually move away from tradition, because that's what it is. It's just tradition. Um, and tradition is good until it's not. And right now it's totally not. So I get to what you're talking about. What are we going to do when it comes to the male and the female? What can we do? It's a man and a woman talking right now, you know, and of course you have a wife and O'Neill, I know you're married as well. What can we do household to household? Give us one thing that you guys are working on and we can start to apply that whether we're single or not. What can we do? Because you're right. Where are the answers? Because we could talk about the problems all day. It's so easy and it feels actually good to talk about the problems because it induces serotonin and oxytocin. So it feels good to talk about it. But at some point, we need something to do. Where's the adrenaline? What, what I'm happy one, you mentioned that. Yeah. I'm happy you mentioned that. I would say the number one thing is you have to come together, whoever you with, female, male, whatever. You have group goals, family goals, household goals, and you also need to have individual goals. And you got to lay it all on the table. Like, keep it real. Income is this. I'm trying to be at this. The credit is this. I'm trying to be at that. And then you need to break down under that. How could I get to that? And then whoever you with, hey, I may need your support in this area to get me where I need to be. You need to, have, you need to keep it real. I think a lot of uh, men are scared to keep it real with their women at the, or at their income levels or things that they're struggling with. So in order, for, in order for this to work, you have to be real with yourself, be real with your family. Look, I am struggling at this. This is where I need you at because you're strong at it. If you help me, it can help us as a family and we can make it happen. Same for women. I if like you're spending that. too much money, keep it real. I've been spending too much money. I'm trying to stop spending as much money. I need help with this. Like, keep me away from Target. Keep me away from Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. But go ahead, Byron. What's your thoughts? Absolutely. It's funny that you mentioned about the money piece because I just put my wife on this app called uh, Rocket Money. If anybody is interested, you definitely need to check that out. And here's the cool thing about this, oh, this this was cool about Rocket Money. Obviously, we use QuickBooks for our business and all of the different things. Um, but I also use rocket money for my it's business okay. as well, because, because what it does is it lets you see all of the expenses that are coming the out truth. of your account. <laughs> it it shows you the truth. Absolutely. That's a beautiful thing. But back to the, back to the question that Dr. O asks, right? Uh, I think number one, Dr. O, we need to turn off some of these, uh, uh, red pill podcasts. <laughs> Barbara, yeah, why yeah. you go straight there? Why, why, yeah, that, it's not reality. <laughs> that shit not reality. Because number one, it's regressive, right? So number one, it's regressive. It's not speaking to where we are in society today. Listen to me. A lot of people, a lot of people have grown to appreciate and like a lot of these podcasts, myself included, because they do speak to a lot of facts that are going on or has gone on. But the truth is, the truth is they're not speaking to the woman of today. And a lot of women are acquiescing to this with fake energy. They're going on. And it's funny. You'll see them like on, like on these podcasts, like on Fresh and Fit. You'll see them like, yeah, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. But in reality, yeah. they always got a rebuttal. It's always a but because they are lying. That is not what they feel like. They we have a lot of women who are powerful women. And they're running around acting as if they're less powerful just to appease some weak man's ego. See, that is problematic because what if what if that woman 
that is acting acting a role of this super feminine, all of these different things that we are just projecting onto society right now in these podcasts. What if that woman is the leader, right? That, that, that can change the world. And she's up here playing this role and trying to downplay herself just to appease some man. It's, it's goofy. Like at the end of the day, be you sweetheart, right? And find somebody who matches your energy. What's wrong with that? And what's wrong with being single? Until that Ooh. happens. I think that's Ooh. the other thing too. Some people have been programmed so much who have to have a counterpart. I believe we all have to have a counterpart. I believe at some point that may happen through osmosis. But for the most part, what? why is it that if you're single, it's a problem? Where's your husband? There's something wrong with you. Where's your wife? There's something wrong with you. Some of these men don't want to be cooped up with these females. They don't want to go through whatever she's bringing. Or she doesn't want to go through whatever he's bringing. They want to be successful. And some people don't have that success mode in plan or imparted in them so they have to do what O'Neill said, lose their ego and ask for help. Why do we have to be a couple to do it? Why can't this single household connect with that single household and that single household connect with that single household and maybe there's a married couple and maybe some other couples that can start to join forces as well. This society thought process that you have to be in matrimony in order to be successful as a person is unfair as well. So why can't you just be a whole person on your own now, if you do want a relationship, you position yourself for that. But that should not be your number one goal in life is to have a man or a woman in your life to make you whole. You are whole by yourself, especially our brothers, because they're taught that if they don't have no, you know, most of the time men of all cultures, they don't have no women. They're gay. They have nothing going on. They have to be gay. If they don't if they don't have children or if they don't have a wife, they're gay. They're just straight up gay. Just straight go that way. And that's unfair to a man. What if he just is single and as he's getting his ish together and he doesn't want to bring a woman into his problem. So he doesn't let his ego control her. What if that's the case? What if a woman is single just because she's trying to learn how to be a woman so she can be the female that the man wants? I mean, that thing right there is tough on people, too. And that's also a part of the wealth gap, believe it or not. The wealth gap is banking on you remaining an individual. Banking on it. That's where they get the data from. They're banking Ooh. on you won't lose your ego. They're banking on your childhood trauma controlling you for the rest of your life. They're banking on your hell being your, um, being your God. They're banking on that. And they know that it's going to take you out of here. And they want you to be an individual. You can be a single person and still do well for your society, but being an individual is going to kill you. Literally, you're done. You cannot be an individual like that. Now, individual personality, yes. Individual thought, yes. I'm talking about that, but as a one single person, I'm not talking about single as a relationship. I mean, like, on your own, it's tough. But when you have a support system and a group, that's a whole nother story. They know that. So keep them individuals. Forget the word single, because we're talking about relationship when we say single. But individuals struggle on your own, figure it out on your own, live on your own, you know, stress on your own, try to make it on your own. That right there, that's what they want. That's the You know, it's problem. funny. It's funny you mentioned that because, uh, you know, Keisha put in the chat earlier that an Indian family bought their 10,000 square foot house uh you know uh, her dad's 10,000 square foot house and they just put multiple generations in that joint they oh, bunch that of family. Family. yeah 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 and so so when back, we speak, back it up. yeah when we speaking about when we speaking about uh, uh uh ego when we speaking about ego when we speaking about 
uh, jealousy and all of these lower, lower emotions dictating how we move through our society, right? When we think about that, right? We're doing that at an extreme detriment because here's the thing. The people who moved into that house, to that 10,000 square foot house and they're utilizing it because you got to understand you got a lot of us and our culture. Oh, we want that 10,000 square foot house and we want to be the only folk in now. Yep. <laughs> It'd be two people in the house. 10,000 yeah. square foot. Two people, 10,000 square foot, man. We just going to turn this into a gymnasium. Yeah, we're going to run yeah. around with that joint. Yeah, yeah. But other cultures got 20, 30 people in the house. Hey, and here's the thing about the 20, 30 people in the house. Guess, guess what's happening when you got 20, 30 people in that house, right? They you all got, got the same goal, same they vision. They're money. They're able yeah. to invest, right? They're able to pay for school debt-free, huh? Listen to me now. They they able they able to to walk through life easier when they start that business. They got a longer threshold. You gotta understand. Most businesses fail within how long? Oh, most businesses fail Two within years. how long? Huh? Two years, three years. Two years. Now see, but the person who is living as a communal, right? That person got a lot of support. Number one, they ain't got no high ass bills. Less right? expensive. <laughs> Less expenses. Number two, they got a lot of family support in that household. Listen to me mm-hmm. now. Number three, they pool in income. Right? Yep. They got a they got a strong support system. They're much they happier. to help watch the kids. That ain't, they ain't no daycare no- that's bringing back a bunch of diseases and flus and COVIDs and all of that kind of stuff because you go into these all of these random daycare, you know, systems. They got people around to help with that. Their families are tighter. They're not beefing with everybody. <laughs> And even, you if ever they beefing, even if they you ever are beefing, even if they ever never know. Y- you never know. And, but they still working together. They still working together. Oh, you notice? You notice? Let's talk. Let's have a real conversation, real quick. It doesn't matter where people come from. We've been here all our life. People been here five years. This is black people. This is the next culture. Another culture come. This is black people. Another culture come. So at the end of the day, we need to learn from other people because they're doing it right. We're doing it wrong. We would never be in a house with 10 to 15 people if it was a choice. Because our ego, our pride, people are going to talk about us, people are going to look at us different. And none of them people care about that. And guess what? They're winning. And guess what we care about? We care about how we look. We care about what we drive. We care about where we go. We care about brunch and where we at. You're going straight down. But y'all looking at them people like, oh, man, they look dirty. Them dirty people got hella bread. You know what I'm wow. saying? So we, we got we to gotta figure out, we got to focus on the things that matter. Us as black people, us as, we care about all the things that don't even matter. Like bring no value, no true value to our house, our kids, and our family. Like none of this shit at the end of the day, brings no value. It brings eyeballs, but guess what? The eyeballs ain't bringing no income. It brings attention, but the attention ain't making no money. And we got to keep it real. Everything we care about brings no money in, no income. But all the other people that been in our country two, three years, what they focus on? Family, wealth, and bringing up their kids to the next level. Like, keep it real, Byron. How many people do you know in Texas? Texas got a lot of Mexican Latinos 
They're living good. They're happy. Low to no bills. And they own everything. They own their house. They own their cars. And their kids is happy at school. That's a fact. And we don't own nothing. We don't own our house. <laughs> we barely can afford our car. And we got all kind of clothes. That's too expensive. And it don't make sense. Wow. You know, man, this is this is um this is powerful. And so my thing is this, right? So when we're talking solutions, and I and I, I want to talk a little bit more solutions and I want to pull some data. This is gonna probably be triggering. I know it's gonna be triggering. <laughs> we like triggers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. It's gonna be a little triggering. Uh, but it was some information that I pulled from a Forbes article. Pull this from the Forbes article. Um, matter of fact, let me let me share it, share it real quick. And so what it was talking about, it says that these obstacles hindering women's career advancement. Right. And one that 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 um, kind of stood out to me, it says women from their earliest career stages must work strategically, not just diligently. OK, this is going to be critical. I need every every woman uh, and every man to pay attention to this, because I believe that this is not just a woman's issue. I think it's a human issue, but I think women may suffer from this more. But this it stood out to me a lot. But it says that women from their earliest career stages must work strategically, not just diligently. They should always be asking, is what I'm doing contributing to the organizational impact and need to look for ways to benefit both their company and its various markets by keeping an eye on the outcome of their activities, not just the activities themselves. Women can thereby increase their corporate effectiveness. And I'm going to add in value. Woo. All right. It's a lot to unpack here. And I need y'all to follow with me on this because I may, I may, I may trigger some of y'all and I want y'all to be be prepared for this because I, I seen somebody in the chat earlier that put in there that, you know, a lot of people were hating on her because she was a perfectionist. And this speaks to this. Right. So in this article, what it's talking about, and, and this is one thing that I, I do believe that men in a lot of ways do understand and get right a little bit easier because you know especially if they've been in an environment of men because we are brutally honest with each other typically when we can, when we work together we are brutally honest we don't mind hurting each other's feelings we're gonna tell it exactly the way it is and you just gotta deal with it now that comes with benefits and it comes with some some uh some problems too because some men may feel like that may be traumatic to a certain degree and then some men 100% embrace this now the reason why this is important is because a lot of times you will have a man who will work on five good things that he knows that he knows will boost the company's overall profits that will boost the company's overall effectiveness and 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 um and efficiency in that company and and he knows that he can highlight he's going to highlight himself while doing so so not only is he going to help increase the value of this company 
He's also going to increase the efficiency of this company and he's going to highlight himself in the process. And a lot of women, let me tell you what women will get this, get this, this whole process wrong. They'll do 30 things that are valuable, but not as valuable as those five most important things. Right. And they won't highlight themselves in the process. Hence, hence, a lot of the things that they do uh, puts them in position to let somebody else take credit for it. That's number one. So somebody else is going to take your credit. Number two, the things that you're doing don't necessarily move the needle directly in the corporate environment. You have to be mindful. Does this activity that I'm doing right here make the company more money? Does this particular activity right here make the company more efficient? Does this particular activity increase my overall value and how do I put myself in the forefront so I can take the credit for it when we had that company meeting? See, these are things that men have learned over time that have made us very successful at getting promotions. And a lot of people will knee jerk. Their knee jerk reaction is to say that women don't get uh, the same promotions. And that is true. That is 100 percent true. We got data that backs that up. but. I want to empower the women to understand that guess what? What if what if you are just not moving? What if you potentially are not moving in a way that will get you the promotion and the eyeballs and the respect that you deserve while doing those same tasks? Again, I'm gonna go back to them. Uh shameless self-promotion, finding out the activities that move the needle, make the company more profitable and more efficient. Doing those things, cut out all the other things that you do, because at the end of the day, not only are people not going to notice, but it really just puts you in position for somebody else to take credit for your work. Right. And then and then putting yourself out there, letting people know that this is what I did. This is what I added, added in terms of value uh, to this organization. I want to get your thoughts on that. Oh, right. And I know this can be a little triggering. And I definitely got to get Dr. O's take on this. Let's talk to the to Dr. O first, women yeah. first, man. What's your take on that, Dr. O? I think that you just brought up why a lot of people say that I'm masculine or my, mm. my female counterparts are masculine because I am going to say what I have to say, what I want to say, what I did because I've seen too many people steal credit. A lot of my brothers, they'll be in need and I'll give them an idea or I'll give them or I'll help them and they take credit as if it was them. My brothers, we're talking about in private. We're not talking about public corporate. So what more would corporate America do to Dr. O when I've seen my brothers do it? Now, I know why they do it. And with that overstanding of why they do that, I don't knock them for it. But I, I definitely love them through the process and let them know, brother, that is wrong. That's not why I did that for you. You needed my help. I helped you. And you're taking credit for stuff. You had no idea what to do. I gave you. And now, because you're a man, you take all the credit like as if your sister didn't help you. So I've experienced that. And I'm told when I sell myself or some women are told when they sell themselves or they AKA act like a boss, that they're being masculine. And that's not true. We're being assertive. And sometimes you do have to get aggressive in business because a business is laid out for a middle-aged or older white male. And some younger, they're grooming some of the younger white males to make sure that they stay in that position. Whereas our brothers, you don't really see a lot of that all the time here lately I have but when I was growing up I didn't see black men positioning young men to be in a certain position that they had to hold for centuries and ages I heard them saying hey you know, 
you better get it for today or you better get it for your for your household but not necessarily as buyer you're talking about a whole so when i act like that and i do sell myself or i do speak up for myself i'm conceited i'm all these negative things why can't i just be doing what business allows me to do why can't i just be wanting better for myself so byron when you talk like that i'm over here smiling and crying at the same time because it's like i do do that and i get labeled for doing that and i've watched other women get labeled for doing that she's supposed to sell herself and she's supposed to protect her value and she's supposed to speak about all her wonderful accomplishments but when she does that they start calling her names they start telling her something negative about herself I don't even know how many people have said something negative about me today. I'm not even looking at the chat. But it's just like, we can't do nothing. You can't say nothing. You can't do anything, right? But then when you do speak up and you do stand out, she's masculine. She doesn't have a father. She doesn't such and such, or she thinks that she's such and such, or he, even guys that do that. You know, even I've seen a lot of men get knocked down for, for speaking up about their value. But Byron, you bring up a great point and I think it's ridiculous. And I think I'd rather be on the other side of it to where I do speak up for myself and I don't worry about what people say about me. I think if you do not sell yourself, you're doing yourself an injustice, especially when it comes to business and opportunity and promotion. At that time, you don't worry about what people are thinking about. My sister's husband is on dialysis, okay? She was up for a major opportunity and she was afraid as a woman and as a wife to take that opportunity. She said as she was sitting there because she didn't want to leave her husband behind, he's in a medical situation at the moment. And because he's going through, she said she didn't know if she should be selfish and think about herself or if she should um, go forth and think about her household. Well, she took a chance on herself for the first time in history at 47 years old, 48, and she decided to think about herself for a change. In this one moment that my sister thought about herself, not only did she get the promotion, they also took care of her husband during the process for her thinking about herself. So she, it was a win-win for her. The first time in her history thinking about herself and her household. And she felt so good about that decision because she decided to speak up for herself and do what was right for her for a change. And it even helped her husband as well. And they talked about that. And that was actually a good thing. And he even told her, don't worry about me going about your business. And she finally did it for herself. And it happened to bless the whole house. So anyway, I just say that, Byron, you bring up a great point. And I think that regardless of what people say or how they treat you, always sell yourself, always speak up for yourself, always know your value and be working on it. And don't worry about what other people are thinking about. And those who want it, who want to be there with you, will be there with you regardless. I love it. I love it. I like that too. I think I think most people or more people should start billing off of people positive instead of highlighting their negative. Because uh, I think if you can bill off somebody good attributes, it can, be, it can make a better household, it can make a better business. But us as people, we, we don't even look at the positive things that they bring to the table. We go directly to the negative things. Even though the good things could out, outweigh the, the, the positive things. I mean, the good things could outweigh the, the negative things, but us as people, we always highlight the negative and come up with every reason why this person can't succeed, every reason why we can't work with this person. That might be the person that you need. You know what I'm saying? I think if we build off of the, the good things, I think we can make it happen, bro. Absolutely. What do you but think nobody about- Nobody want to talk about that. Facts. What do you think about women, you know, focusing on, you know, because I believe that a lot of women are natural multitaskers and they have a tremendous amount of capacity in terms of the things that they are capable of doing and able to do. Um, But 
But what here's the thing. What, what I've noticed about business, right? And I've noticed about like what men typically, typically, what we are good at is identifying, identifying the top three, the top three most important things that that grow an organization or the top three things that move the needle. Some women are good at this too, but a lot of times women have the, they have a, I, I believe women have a bigger capacity, so they do more. But sometimes doing more don't necessarily you're don't necessarily mean you're doing the most important to move the needle and also to put yourself in position to take the most amount of credit for the success of an organization. What are your thoughts on that concept uh, that we got from uh, Forbes? What's your what's your what's your thoughts on that? Talking to me? Yeah. Those top three most important things instead of just doing a bunch of things. I think I think it's most important. I think that's what women are better than us at because we we can do five six things and they all have ass. Women can do three things and it's actually productive. Because I know for us, every business that we have, we rather hire women than men. Men get distracted too easy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we could be doing something. We start doing something. I know myself. I get distracted very easy. I got ADHD. So for the women, I think that they're more productive, they have better results, and that they can actually stay on task with what they're doing. But how do they take more credit, I'm guessing, so they can set themselves up for the promotions, right? And, you know, how do they do that? That's, that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to drill down to, to the concept in this article. So let, let, let me go back to this article. It's kind of hard to do that because somebody else trying to step in and act like they did it. But that's what I'm saying. So so how do women block that from happening? Because if you don't, that that is exactly what will take place. So let's look back at this article real quick. It says, real quick, it says, women from their earliest career stages must work strategically and not just diligently, okay? They should always be asking, is what I'm doing contributing to the organizational impact and need to look for ways to benefit both their company and its various markets by keeping an eye on the outcome of their activities, not just the activities themselves. Women can thereby increase their corporate effectiveness and I'm going to include value by understanding how to focus on the most important things and making sure that you take the damn credit for the most important things. If not, somebody else is going to take your credit while you're distracted <laughs> doing a billion different things. <laughs> gotcha. That's the thing. They have to want, they have to want to take the credit. That's the, that's the first step. They have to want to take the credit. Because and culturally, <laughs> culturally, they're taught to not want to take the credit. Exactly. The moment you speak positive about yourself, you're bragging. The moment you say, Byron, guess what? I got the deal. I'm bragging. The moment for some people, not y'all, but for a lot of people, the moment I say something positive about myself, she thinks too much of herself. Where's her father? <laughs> you know, all the negative stuff starts coming. So you've got to want to take the credit before you even step in the door. You've got to stop, drop, and want to take the credit. Because when you don't want to stop, drop, and want the credit, then you automatically are giving it away anyway. So do you want the credit for your works? Yes, I do. Yes. Then if you want the credit for your works, what do you do? You put your logo on it. 
You put your name on it. That, isn't that what men want to do? They want to put their name on it. All the time, they want their name everywhere. And that's good. That's actually an awesome sign. You can take some of those masculine principles, keep your feminine energy, okay? Keep your feminine energy and still brink on your masculine principles that are naturally inside of every woman. And we all have both. You can take those energies and use them to your benefit. You have to want it though, Byron. Some women are not only taught that they shouldn't want it, they really just don't even want the credit. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's not okay because it's only okay until it's not. So you have to want the credit, number one. Once you want the credit, you'll start doing more things to take the credit. You don't have to brag to everybody about what you did. Matter of fact, you can keep it very confidential. You can write an agreement about your ideas and your concepts, and you can submit that document in, and you can document that, get that notarized, and mail it to yourself. That way you know who had the credit. Because every time somebody says, I, I pull out a piece of paper and I put it on the table and say, who? It was me. Don't play those games with yourself. People will forget. They get amnesia quick. Real quick. Right. Cognitive okay, yeah. You've got to want it, number one, and number two, put it on paper for yourself, especially when you know it's bringing value. I used to run a department. I used to run a department that brought in 40% of the overall business to Cardis Relocation. There were five of us, and only two of us were doing work, and I was one of the people. I remember this very well. Matter of fact, I, I, I put in my two weeks notice when I found out that I was doing 60% of the work for 40% of the entire corporate business. This is a billion dollar company. How dare you people? I was enraged. I was mad. I was crying. I was frustrated. I had a whole miscarriage behind the stress of the work that I was doing and lost a whole baby. I almost sued these people. They let me sit there and do all that work. They let me. And guess who was to blame me for doing being stupid and doing all the goddamn work? And I didn't even want the credit at the time, Byron. I didn't want the credit. I didn't care. Was it working? Yes. Did we have a paycheck? Yes. Did the lights come on in the company? Yes. That's all I cared about. I was making my money. I was paying my bills. My husband and I were raising our daughter. That was simple for me. But then the Lord told me, you got to stop this. You just lost a whole life form because you're trying to do business and you're trying to be this person and you're not taking any credit for it. You're not taking care of your health. You're not taking care of yourself. So then after that horrible experience, I decided, you know what? I do want credit for my good work that I've done to boost other people in myself and my household. But I don't need to brag about it. I don't need to put it in people's faces. But privately, I keep a, 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 a file folder, a physical one, and I keep a digital copy of the accomplishments that I've been able to do that move the needle in people's businesses and people's lives. And when I need to put it out, for a client, then I pull it out. I don't put it on the internet and I don't shove it up in people's faces. But now I understand the value of wanting to take credit and documenting the fact that it is mine. Other than that, I don't do anything outside of those two steps for me, Byron. And that's what I had to learn the hard way. I love that. You know, uh, hey, I would say uh, one more thing, but I say whoever they're working for, whoever their employee is, whoever that person reports to, they also have to be open to that woman taking credit. You got to realize a lot of business owners, a lot of people that's high up, let's just say CEOs, just because the woman did all the work, they don't want to see that woman name on the top of something publicly because they right. feel that woman may, may not be a good representation of the company. So you got to also make sure that the person who you turn the work into is comfortable with your name being on it because you got to realize they got to face that too. I did all this work and I get no credit. 
even though that person wants credit, they're not going to put her name on it. At the end of the day, it may be the way her name looks. It may be the, the way the name is pronounced, is spelled. Just because your name is, you know, it may look black. And the company is white face. At the end of the day, they're not going to put your name on it. We got to keep it, you got to keep it real. Well, but you know what? In that instance, O'Neal, then keep it short. Then. How about you only do that maybe a couple of times before you get the hell out of there then? And yeah, you got to move on. You, yeah, you, you got to move gotta. on. So maybe, maybe if that's the case, if it's, if it's about stuff like that, because sometimes. I know that happened a lot. It does. It especially, especially in America, right? That's yeah. the point, right? Keep keep it a certain kind of way. Keep it controlled. But I say this to say, if that's the case, you automatically be looking for other opportunities elsewhere while you are still doing what Byron is talking about: protecting yourself, protecting your value. Same time as you're doing asset management, asset protection, you should be looking for opportunities that don't mind having your name. Your, your ideal and your look and your stuff, if that's what you want. And then the ego side of you needs to say, do I need to have my face splattered on everything? Do I need my logo everywhere? Some stuff, yeah. wealth is really, it whispers, right? It's more private. A lot of people will never know the sovereign people that run these countries, that run this nation. You'll never see, they're not in Forbes. They're not, they're not Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is a puppet compared to the money and the people that are running this country. There are people on $4 billion salaries making $2 million an hour. You will never know their name. You've got to go into deep books or deep pockets or deep circles to know these things. Sometimes you don't need your face splattered on everything also. So you've got to find a balance of, I want credit for this thing right here and nobody else. And everybody can have the credit for this, but just make sure y'all know where it came from. You've got to be able to start balance those things out within yourself too, O'Neal. And the moment in any relationship, I know especially, you don't get credit for love or whatever the case may be. The moment a lot of people either start cheating or leaving, that's in a personal relationship. If you don't, if, if that person won't keep giving you credit, that man comes home every day, pays all those bills, takes care of you. You give him no credit and no credit, no credit. What is that brother going to do? Or that sister is always taking care of you, has your back, and you just keep complaining about her. What's going to yeah. happen? All right, so then you're going to get out of Dodge. So then get out of Dodge. Be prepared to get out of Dodge. Ooh, That's true. So we also got to talk about, like, back in the day, a lot of black people came with a lot of things. And what happened? White, white people didn't took credit for it. That's a fact. It goes to what, oh. what uh, zero tolerance. I got to highlight something. Shout out to Dunn oh, in the building. Oh, yeah, Shout out to Dunn in the building. Zero Tolerance put in the chat earlier. She said, uh, 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 I don't know if it's a she or he, uh, but it says, so being a multitasker isn't benefiting the company. A real supervisor sees that and will reward that woman accordingly. Then put in there, right? Because this this right here, I want to highlight something. And then it says, hold on, let me see. And then she said, uh, uh, let the multitasker leave the office and let's see how that turns out. Facts. Listen multitaskers are extremely valuable to a company but what we're talking about is promotion right and this is where i want i want to stick to this because what um what the value somebody brings to a company right it, 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 it just because you do more for a company does not mean that the things that you do are the things that are promoted in a company let me say this again let me say this again just because you do more for a company does not mean that those are the things that a company looks to promote in a company. Because 
the value difference a lot of times in the things that are promoted in a company are completely different from what a company needs to function. So let's, let me break this down. If you are working in a working environment, the trash needs to be taken out in order for it to be a clean environment for people to feel comfortable to do work. But will the person who cleans up the trash be rewarded the same as the person who comes up with the idea or, or the person who, who is on the sales calls making the company, what, what Dr. O was talking about, making 40% of the revenue, right? Those are two, two, two different jobs, both of them extremely valuable, but one of them is going to yield somebody more of a promotion faster than the other one. So I just want to highlight that real quick, but Don, what's your okay. thoughts on this conversation? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Can you guys hear me? Okay. We can hear you. Excellent. Listen, I, I put something in um, the uh, private chat, um, a Ted talk by Cheryl Sandberg Sandberg um, at one time. I don't know if she still is or not. CEO, COO um, over at um, um, what is it? F Facebook, I believe. But anyway, she has a book called lean in and talks about this very issue. So I would, I would highly recommend that TED Talk uh, for everyone and the book Lean In. I have not read the book, but I have seen the TED Talk, which would probably, it speaks directly to what you're talking about, um, women around the, um, the, 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 the corporate table, you know, and not saying anything um, and not taking credit um, for, for whatever reason. And it is a common thing that they don't take. My wife doesn't take credit for stuff. My wife is off the chain when it comes to um, putting together events, but she won't promote. Why herself. you feel she don't take credit? Why you feel? Why you feel she do that? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I really don't know. Um, it, it's 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 not a it, it's not a motivating factor. She will, she will go ahead and do the work, you know, and when things start to go wrong, guess who they call in at the last minute to, to rescue the event? They call her in, you know? But I said, well, why didn't they call you in at the beginning? And what are they paying you? She doesn't even care about getting paid. So, wow. I, 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 listen, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm working on her on that. So, you know. So she can make it how, how, how do you feel about that, that, that she, she operated in that way? I, you know, I, I, I like the fact that I, I love the fact that she is good at what she does. I try, I try really hard not to get offended about people taking advantage. Mm. Wow. Wow. Because, yeah. because she likes, she likes doing it. But if she likes doing it, and I talk about my feelings of her being taken advantage of, that throws cold water on her enthusiasm about doing the work. Mm. Right. Now she don't so, want to do the work that she enjoyed because you're looking at her like she's getting taken advantage of. Yes. Mm. And, now, and, now, and now I'm not, and, and how, however it is, is, is I'm not being, I'm actually being supportive, 
but it could be construed as not being supportive because by the time I'm through talking, she doesn't feel as good as she did feel while she was doing the work. Damn. So, so, so Dr. O, as, as a woman, what do you think the best situation, what do you think you should do in that situation? Well, I love what he's saying, and I, and I appreciate um, the male perspective of, of seeing that. I think my father, my father knew that, and that's what he was trying to combat now that I'm listening to Don speak about. We don't know why that is. Where does that come from? Uh, besides programming, we can say programming all day to be doing but where does it really, what is the point of it, right? So I, I believe that he just brought up a great point on the why. You know, why you teach your children to sit up straight and why you teach your children to behave in a certain kind of mannerism um, so that they can be prepared for situations like this. Um, some people are meek. As I was hearing him speak, his wife may just also have a meek spirit. She may just be someone, there are women that just, they're just more uh, meek spirited and they're more calm spirited not necessarily docile or doormats. They just are more meek, more quiet, or more introverted. They may be thinkers or observers of society. They may be more psychological. Um, they may just be less aggressive, you know? So some people just have certain personalities that they, they just, they, they take on the more demure point in life. So he brings up a great point that some people really do have that personality style. I think where Byron is coming from and why he's stuck on this data is because the data is showing too many people are, are falling behind because of these things. So it can't just be personality. Some of it has to be induced by uh, programming and by uh, subjectiveness, right? People are- and culture. Yeah. Culture. Well, yeah, you know- so that's the, I think what Don was saying was his wife's personality and certain people's personality, like my sister, she's way more graceful than I'll ever become. I'm, I'm working towards, I'm striving towards more grace, but she's naturally more great. I'm working towards something that she is. And same thing, she's working towards being a little more assertive. I'm naturally assertive. So she's working towards more assertion where I'm naturally that way. So Don is bringing up a point that some people's personalities feed into data as well, Byron. So it, it kind of speaks to the point that we opened the show up on, right, Dr. Owen? I want to get you guys' take on this uh, as well. So it says, you know, religion in women's lives. And I, I look at this not just from a religious standpoint. I want y'all to also, when, when I say religious, just go ahead and add culture in this as well, right? Because we got a million different religions all over the world, right? So I don't want to make it just, I don't want us to just get stuck on religion. Well, I believe it is 100% culture. So it says women in religion, uh, it says religion in women's lives worldwide. At a glance, the condition of women in religion across the globe often appears bleak. Religious systems foster and promote the power and voices of men at the expense. Listen to me. At the expense of women who make up the majority of inheritance. Right. Um. Long-standing traditions and cultural or familial ties often make it difficult, if not impossible, for women to speak or to act on their own behalf. So what, what I take from this is culturally or religiously, we have, in a lot of ways, view women as inferior. And women, I believe, have adopted a fear and an inferiority complex as well in society. But 
The reason why this is so important is because when we went over to the Pew Research, I'm going to go back to this because this is important because then I, I got to go somewhere else with this because this, this is going to be critically important. When we go over to this Pew Research, right, and we look at the data from that standpoint and we see that as women have become more and more uh, active in society. Hold on one second. Let me find this. Let me find this article. Let me pull this up. Well, we have seen that women have become more and more active in society, right? Look at what has happened. Look at what has happened. So we we have culturally and religiously dumbed women down to almost nothing, to, a, to an extreme level of inferiority, and women have almost bought into it. And, they're, and, and, and it's starting to come resurface again with a lot of the red pill talking points. We're going back to trying to put women back in a bottle, right? And silence women and diminish women's abilities. But look at what has happened as we have opened the door for women to be able to be successful. Well, you know, women have grown from, from 2%, right, to 25% in the Senate, right? In the House of Representatives, they've grown from uh, 2% to 28%, right? Let's look at the CEOs, right? Fortune 500 CEOs from 0% in 1995, wasn't that long ago, to uh, 10%, to over 10%, right? So my question is, my question is, speaking to what Don was just talking about, what does culture, religion, and all of the things that we've kind of propagandized or, 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 or imposed upon women's psyche have to do with how they show up in the world, how they represent themselves in business, how they how they achieve in 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 all different things in the world. What 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 part does religion, culture, and all of these things play? in dumbing women's women down in terms of their overall potential. That's what when I want. You, when you talk about nature versus nurture, you're talking right now, you're, you're firmly in the nurturing camp because naturally we're not that way. Naturally we're selfish. Naturally we want to take credit. Naturally that's how, we that's how we're born. We're born selfish. So it is has to be more nurture than it than it is nature, and I'd like to get Dr. O's opinion on that. Hey, Don, you bring up a great point. I actually think that there are people that are born as nurturers as well. I think it's both, but for the most part, I do agree with you. Uh, naturally, you're going to do what we call. Um, your amygdala controls most of your control systems in your brain. Fight or flight, right? That's that's. Here most people fight or flight and so with that being your control system not using your you know pineal gland not using your uh thalamus as a whole but just using those two points that's how you're controlled by society so what byron is talking about the reason why religion um saying god said you know automatically some people get shaken the lord told me to tell you byron the lord if i come up to you and say byron why don't you add um I don't know, add food services to your real estate business. You know, look at me like I'm crazy. That's not what you're doing. That it has nothing to do with your business. But then I say, Byron, you know, the Lord told me. <laughs> it puts a different spin. 
The, it's in the Bible that women are such and such and supposed to. It's in the Bible. The Bible says, you know. And so when you start putting these epithets and these powers and you put this authority right on this thing, you can control the mind a lot better. So how about me tell you that your creator told me that I can have multiple wives. Your creator told me that I could such and such. Your creator said that you are the inferior. It's It's God, man, woman, child. The Bible says it. The Lord says. So when we talk about those controls, Byron, you're right. That 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 tradition and those uh, what you call a culture, that traditional culture has definitely had a lot to do with why women are the way they are. Now, subconsciously, from what zero, I would say from three to seven years old, you're who you're going to be. At that moment, now Byron may change that, O'Neill may change that, whoever Byron was at seven may have changed over time, but whoever you are, your core person, by development standards, by seven years old, you're what you're going to be. So imagine between zero and seven, how many people have gone through negative things, and some of us have gone through a lot of positive stuff as well. You're who you're going to be by seven. Your brain doesn't develop until 25. So a woman from zero to 25 years old is being programmed that she's inferior. You think by 30 and 40 and 50, that's not going to play out in her career, her, her choice of male, her mm. choice of dress, her style of clothes, her style of being on the internet, showing everything. You don't think that play? Yes, it does. So Byron, your data in that regard, again, I don't believe in data yet, but to convert it to the narrative that's going to advance my culture, my people, myself, and those around me. I want to use that same data, Byron. It's not necessarily a lie, but we do have to be careful of where that data is coming from. But when it comes to religion, reading the Bible, the, the King James, the King James version, okay, that they've made other versions behind. This is the same man who before he wrote before he got a hold of the Bible, he didn't write the Bible, but before he got a hold of these scriptures and texts, he wrote the book of demonology. How the hell did this man know about demons so well to write a book thicker than the Bible about demons and then come back and write the Bible years and years and years later wrote the Bible. And he's the one who's controlling the narrative of what women are supposed to be doing. Okay, so we've got to think about source when we think about data. So that's the only reason why I don't bank on just data, but it is good to utilize, Byron, to change the narrative. Now, when it comes to women being controlled by Bibles, religion, all that stuff, honestly, I'm going to put that back on the females. I'm going to put that back on the women to be accountable for her own, what you said, value, her own worth. There is a part of you that doesn't feel right about being in, ser in servitude mode all the goddamn time. There's a part of you that doesn't feel right that you never get to eat, but you're cooking for everybody else. A part of you doesn't like that. You've got to listen to that part of yourself also. So I'm going to put the women accountable for allowing this to take place for so long and making sure we don't have a negative attitude and a woe is me attitude and a victimization attitude forever. Even though we have been victimized in some cases and so have our men, we can't hold that that truth forever. We've got to be able to change that victimization narrative as well. So I'm going to put it back on the females, Byron. These women also have agreed with some of that BS and they've acquiesced to it also, Byron. But yes, I do believe that those controls of religion, politics have been in control for too long. And we can start to see in the data that when we start changing that, that things do improve because women are involved <laughs> in the betterment of society. And if we don't recognize that in a good way, not to put ourselves in a higher position, but if we don't recognize that, Byron, whose fault is it? 
Mm. Wow. You went deep. <laughs> what you think about that, O? Shit. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Don, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm trying to see what Don think about that. Listen. It's 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 you know it's it's what's I know you're re- religious. You're you're very astute in that space. What's yes. your take on the programming aspect of it when it comes to women specifically? But when it comes to women specifically, see, listen, I know I, I'm here in, in in the South, and there is I'm not going to name the the um, the name of the church right now because I you know I have a lot of friends that are a member of that church. But in that church, only men are up front. Women do not lead out at all in that church. But when it comes time for potluck, you know, women are all, you know, they're all up in there. So that whole idea of uh, I do not believe that the Bible promotes um, that we should keep women down. I think people interpret the Bible and use it to keep women down. And as things change, as we get more women pastors who are going to set, shed some light on these scriptures and talk about it in a different way, I think that's when we can start to see some change in how religion or people who are, who are religious, who go to church, who go to synagogue, who um, are, uh, you know, who are Muslim or whatever, women will start to um, be, what is the word? Uh, we, we, the status of women will start to improve in religion when women start taking uh, roles of um, importance and leadership. So I love that. I love that. I love what you said there. You know, it's funny. I remember I used to be confused about women pastors. I didn't get it. I thought that was um, <laughs> back in the day. I just thought it was that just was evil. I, you know, huh? I used to you think it was, was the evil. wrong thing. Yeah, I thought it was wrong because again, a lot I was of people coming, think that. Yeah, I was coming from an ignorant place though, right? Because in my mind, I thought that you know, I was taught that you know, only men are supposed to be in the pulpit. Period. Right. But, you know, as I've, you know, come to understand a lot more about how the world works and just things beyond uh, just listening to what some, you know, random person is telling you, you got to read for yourself. You got to educate yourself. You got to think deeper than just um, what is told on the surface. And then I understand how ridiculous that that mindset was. Um, But beyond that, I want to go back to. Uh, this Forbes article, because it has another uh, cure that I think is pretty dope. And what it says is women need to do more of, I actually see a lot more of this taking place, at least in our community. Uh, Oh, I'm starting to see it a lot more, but I still, I I still see where um, uh, men, right. Typically, right. If it's a healthy man, Men have a way of seeking out mentorships of people that can help them um, very well. Uh, and I see that sometimes women, they they will, but it, it usually is contingent on how well they like the woman. I think men are, are better at 
we will seek mentorship whether we like the man or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not a, as emotionally uh, driven. So, so this is what, what Forbes is saying. This is not my opinion. This is what Forbes is saying. Forbes says that women need to actively seek out mentors, sponsors, and networks that will help them dovetail their competencies and preferences with corporate needs. I found that relationships, I found these relationships to be sounding boards for success. However, before approaching potential sponsors, corporate power players, and internal advocates for advancement, women need to actively engage their networks and mentors to help them pinpoint what will make them likely candidates for a career boosting sponsorship. You don't think women do it? I do think women do it. I do think women 100% do it, but I do. I think it is more driven on the women that they like. This is a key. This is a key fundamental flaw. Right. So so I think the difference with men is I believe men are able to do this with men that they like or dislike. It don't even matter. That's the difference, I believe. That's what I believe. I don't know. I want to hear what what women think. I I want to know. I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. This is what this is what Forbes say. As an athlete, Forbes is skewed again. Let's talk about it. I don't care about what anybody is talking about. Data is not always super dependent. I could study 18 different species of animals and 18 different episodes uh, where they could be the same. I could use data and I could go to one neighborhood and that data would be drastically changed in another neighborhood. Data is not the God of all, right? The DNA in you, your ancestors, your trillions and billions and billions of ancestors gave you maybe 1%, of so-and-so. So data can change at, at a whim. So no, I don't believe in data as a doctor to whoever's upset about the fact that I don't believe in data. But I do believe in utilizing data as Byron is saying so we can have these type of conversations and see what we can do about it. Now, Byron, I, I don't know about that. As an athlete, I didn't like maybe one of my coaches. And I played basketball, volleyball, and I ran track and I did cross country. So I don't know. I didn't I didn't really like them coaches like that. But what they were doing was helping my ability to learn how to be a better me, a better version of myself. I didn't agree with the rulership and the leadership of all my mentors. I, I had tons and tons and tons of people uh, in leadership roles in my life that I did not like. I honestly felt like a lot of them were doing stuff that was wrong, but telling me to do something and trying to make me a better person. So I had to take that. So that's me. I can't speak for every female, but I have seen a lot of women that I've met, uh, you know, countless women that have mentors and people that they don't like, but they also are searching out for people that they will feel a little bit more comfortable with. I do agree that women may, may sometimes rely on their emotions more than they rely on their logic based off of design and, and, and construction, as you're talking about, Byron. Logic tells us it doesn't matter if it's black or white. If it's right, let's do it. And emotion tells me something's off about this heifer, and I don't want to be doing business with her because eventually she's going to hurt me. So both of them balanced out or be very helpful. And utilizing that intuition and that inner knowledge or that emotional intelligence can save your life. Because some of these mentors or leaders or people in leadership position may not be beneficial for you over time, but they may be beneficial for you for the moment. But you realize that this woman talks down to you and she's condescending because she's trying to put herself in a better position. 
I was with a woman for 18 years and she was extremely condescending. And she was very, very, very put down to me. For 18 years she did this. But I knew I had a personal goal and what I wanted to do and I didn't stay up under her. The more she got condescending, the more I would distance myself. The more I started seeing her jealousy and her envy, I would distance myself. But I still understood my mission and my purpose and my goals and what I needed to do uh, spiritually and internally for myself as well. And I eventually left the whole nest and, and went on about my business after 18 years okay of knowing this person and not all 18 years was i directly up underneath her but for the first five to six years i was right underneath wherever she was stepping i was stepping i didn't care about her i, I dismissed her condescending tone i knew who i was i didn't care about her jealousy and her negativity and all the weird stuff them talking about me in my face and behind my back i'm so used to women doing me like that from birth to now that it didn't phase me at that moment because i had a goal and i was trying to accomplish something in her life and in my own because I was there to support and help her because I knew nobody was going to help her and support her the way that I could. This is what I thought about myself, my ego. This was my ego telling me this. And after a while, once my ego subsided, then I started to realize, R-E-A-L-E-Y-E-S, that what I learned was not to be her. Whenever I was in a leadership position and an authoritarian position, don't be her. Don't be like her. Don't condescend people. Don't backhand compliment people. Don't talk about people negatively in their face or behind their back. Don't hire people you don't like. If you don't like them that much, you got to put them down and talk to them crazy. You shouldn't be around them. But then I found out about her story and what she experienced as a child, the rape and molestation and the abuse and the this and the that. And I said, oh, okay, that's where it's coming from. I started to learn her as a human being and I stopped worrying about what we were doing in business. I started getting to know her personally. And then for 18 years, I recognized and I love her completely to this hour, but I know that this came from some darker space in her life. And some people have been through some stuff. So Byron, sometimes on the female side, I think the reason why we get that emotional connection is because we can see um, the distance. We can see a little bit further than the now. Whereas men, you guys are really good about the now and about, about the moment. Like uh, O'Neill said, if he's not in that moment, he may get distracted about something else. You guys are really powerful in those moments and we need that. We need that balance. But I don't think that that Forbes article is going to be for everyone. I think it's case by case, but it's good information to utilize to see, is that me and take a self-assessment and say, am I being too emotional to have a mentor? Mm. Or, or too emotional to have the right mentor instead of the mentor that you like personally. There you go. I want to, yeah. I want to get, I want to get uh, done on this. What, what's your thoughts on that article? And then I want to get O since O says he disagrees with it. I definitely got to get his take on it. Uh, Don, what, what's your take on women maybe not seeking the right mentor for you know because they don't like her or, or you know maybe they they get the vibe is off whatever it may be right. Um, do you believe that to be true? Do you believe it to be false? What's your take on it? I mean, you got to listen to Dr. O on, on this one because, you know, when people are hurting, they're going to hurt other people. Mm. So if if you're seeking a mentor, if you're looking to be mentored by someone who's already broken, mm. what are you going to get out of that? Mm. So having that background, see, that's the problem with with any data it's all nuanced where does it come from what are what are the underlying factors that created um the situations where we derive the data from 
Now, uh, you know, uh, data will tell you that I'm black, I'm a male, I'm 5'4", and I weigh a certain amount. I'm not going to tell you how much I weigh, okay? But <laughs> data will tell you all of that, okay? But what is what what lies underneath that that make me the kind of black man that I am? How did how did my early upbringing uh, enter into all of that? And if I'm not wise enough to know that I need to seek to understand before I seek to be understood. Mm. What's your take on that, O? You said that women are able to seek mentors despite them liking the woman or, or, or you know, or, you know, feeling like the vibe is right. What, what's the thing? Energy. Feeling like the energy is right. Do, put, number one, do you believe you can seek mentorship, right, from somebody even if their energy is off? That's number one. And do you believe that women are able to do the same thing, whether the energy is off, on, whatever it may be? If you feel like somebody can help you with some specific information that can help you get to the next level, does the energy that they bring to the table matter in how you go after that information to you personally? Me personally, it depends. If I'm trying to go to a different level in business and life, I can, but I believe most people can't because most people don't have their maturity level to do that. Because at the end of the day, if they don't like them, they're not going to respect them and they're not going to believe what they're saying. You got to keep it real. But, you know, if you're really trying to go to a different level and different place in business and what they're saying actually makes sense, of course, you got to remove that ego, remove what, what you don't like about them, take the information and go to the next level. But that's not very common that people are going to do that. That's just how I feel. Why is that? Because if they don't like them, most times they're not going to respect what they're saying. Uh, they're not going to really pay attention because why they speaking to them, whatever, they're just in a negative space. Like, I don't even understand why I paid to to listen to this person. I don't even like them or what they're saying. Like, so you- put in the chat, it, all we need to pull up. If you, would you pay somebody who you don't like to gain information? I don't think, I don't think, yeah, what's your thoughts about that, Don? I don't think a lot of people would do that. A small um, percentage would. No, there there was a time I would not. There was a time I would not. Yeah, so I'm the same way. At the time, I wouldn't, but now in my life, as getting more mature in business and now I want to go to the next level, I understand Mm -hmm. that's part of, that's part of of it. But most people are not at that point. That's right. It's called eat the meat. Throw away the bone. <laughs> do you do you have something? Do you have something I need? Am am I mature enough to come to you and even pay you for something, even if I don't like you? But you have the information. You have what I need to go to the next level. Oh yeah, there's different levels. Yeah, there's different yeah. levels. Most yeah, people that's not. Oh no, I now think I can do it, but. Yeah, I think most people that's under the six figure mark in their business not gonna do that. Mm. 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 Wow, I'm just okay. keeping, I'm just I'm just being honest because they're not at that level of maturity wise, and they're they're not probably around those people that's 
at higher levels because people at higher levels they don't care you black brown you ugly you fat if you got the information i need i'm gonna go ahead and pay you because i'm trying to go to the next level it's just like that yeah but wow. you know the, the thing is so i deal with a lot of people in my business um do you think that every white person i deal with would actually invite me over to dinner but hell they, no <laughs> but but they pay me for my information yep okay <laughs> so listen i i do not listen i do not want to get it twisted okay they're your client they're not your friend exactly but i think where byron is coming from when it comes to i agree with you but i think where byron is coming from is a sense of are we allowed to hold us back or women or people who have to like their mentor, are you allowing that to hold you back? And mm. I think where the article is trying to inject, if you look behind it, what it's trying to say is, it's asking the question, are you, do you have to like the person getting the information from, and do you have to like your mentor in order for you to grow? And when it comes to females, for them, likability is one of the top tier reasons on why they, uh, why they grow or advance because a lot of women um in the article is stating that they don't basically they don't go after mentorship um in that regard or they're not taught to go after mentorship in that regard and so with that being stated byron to the point of the article i think i agree with the points of of liking your mentor uh, as o'neill is saying i'm not going to learn if I don't like what I'm hearing or I don't like what I'm saying, it's so it's, it's distracting, right? It's hard for me to focus. I don't even like pay attention. Yeah, I don't even like you. So why would I listen to you? There's people I'm just talking and people just don't they just don't they just won't like it. They're not going to listen. I could tell them, oh, I'll make you a millionaire tomorrow. I'll whatever. Or I'll grow your business 10x or I'll whatever, whatever you go to mentors for. Right. I'll help you uh, organize your paperwork or whatever. They don't like me. They're not going to listen. A lot of my students that come to me or people that come to me like me as a person and they listen to me and they come back and tell me years and years later, oh my goodness, because of this um, or because of you, I was able to such and such. Or at that time, uh, there was a gentleman that told me he always had nasty girls. He would always do a, a, I don't know if you guys know this, but like some people do a reel and they'll put like a, a sexual photo up to catch people's attention and then they'll go into the reel and I called him one day fussing and yelling and, and, and just upset. Like, why the hell do you keep on exposing these women before you're real and blah, blah, blah. And he told me it's, it catches people's attention. My numbers are growing. I'm growing my status. I said, so you're pimping women to, to do the thing. He said, yes, I am. And he didn't, he didn't care about how I felt about it. I'm using these sexy women to capture the audience so I can tell them about the business that I have, right? So we had that conversation. And I told him how I felt about it. He told me he wasn't going to change it. And maybe six months later, he started an organization where now he goes into the strip clubs and helps women start their businesses if they want to get out of the strip club. And he, he emailed me a couple of days ago and told me it was because of our conversation. Right. So I said that to say we like each other, though. <laughs> we like each other, though. Right. So even though I was fussing and upset that he was exposing and, 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 and using women in that way and exploiting females, 
I like him as a person or else I wouldn't have even called him and told him. And he liked me enough, even though he was upset and stood his ground as a man, he wasn't going to change it. And to this hour, he has not changed it, by the way. But he does now have a whole program to where he not only helps those women in the sex industry, he helps their children build their businesses as well because of our discussion. So likability is important for some, but for others, uh, it's not. Some people don't give a darn. If you're going to help me get to my next level, I want the information. Some people care about that. Some people don't. Again, it goes to personality, Byron. So these articles and the data is good, again, to be able to utilize it, to convert it for yourself if you want to. But for the most part, women do feel more comfortable and for the most case in business around someone that they're comfortable with and we're taught to need security or want security or some of us just really want security and women are brinking on that secure place for them to grow in order for them to grow some women are bred like that some of us don't need that so that's why to your point byron most women are going to want to have an emotional connection to the things that are going to help them grow most women not all I can why do you feel that way Byron? why do you feel people and we're talking about the majority. The majority of people, even though they don't like that person, they'll buy their course on mentorship. Well, because at the end of the day, it's about purpose, right? For me, it's always about purpose. My purpose supersedes my feelings in the moment, every time. Um, I believe that my purpose is... Are you talking about you or are you talking about the majority of people? I'm talking about me, right? But I think that, oh. you know, Kiki, uh, Kiki put it in the chat, right? She put in the chat um earlier she said that if the energy is off her intuition is going to tell her to go the other direction period right yeah now i can understand that from a friendship standpoint like if we kicking it we cool some people it's like that right you got to have that friendship that deeper connection for that friendship but every what i've come to realize is that every relationship isn't meant to be a friendship some relationships are meant to be just acquaintances uh, some relationships are just meant to be uh, co. What, what do they call them? Uh, uh, yeah, so, some relationships just aren't meant to go that deep, and that's okay. And at the end of the day, if you're moving from a place of purpose, in my opinion, I believe that you should be able to supersede the all of the little micro nuances that that take place. Because at the end of the day, man, I'm I'm really looking at a bigger goal. I'm really looking at a bigger picture, and how can I get there faster? Uh, to to serve whatever goal or purpose I'm trying to accomplish. Because typically your purpose should be bigger than you. Your purpose should serve a lot of people, right? And in order for you to serve people at that capacity, sometimes you have to see beyond or move beyond uh, the, the the energies that may be off or the intuition that may tell you that, you, you know, something is off about this person or whatever that may be. That's just my thoughts, you know? Um, Don, what do you what do you, what do you think about that? Oh, what do you think about that? I'm not gonna lie. Most people can go to somebody who they like and it's more relatable. That's a fact. That's what that's what they go spend their money with. Because at the end of the day, people people do business with people they like, know, and trust. And trust at the at the end of the day, that's that's true. Um, but uh, uh, the, and there's also point. levels to it too. Yeah, there's yeah, also there's also levels to it. At a certain point, you got to get that maturity. Um, mm -hmm. You know, am I going to um, deal with somebody now? When it comes to your personality, your personality may rub me the wrong way, but that doesn't mean you're a bad person. Mm. 
I'm not going to do business with a bad person. Facts. Okay. Okay. I have a guy, you know, I had a guy that, you know, I recommended as a plumber. But when I saw the, the crap he was putting out on Facebook about how a, a black person got shot in um, a park in a fast food parking lot in Atlanta, and he wrote that it was the black man's fault. Oh, I said, that's, that's dangerous rhetoric. Okay. 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 Listen, I'll, as I said, I'll give you an opportunity to take that down. I'll give you 15 minutes to take that down. I'm blocking you. I'm not sending anybody else your way. You know, none of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, now I, I don't like him and you know, um, he's a bad person. Hell because, yeah. Because he's in that he's in that echo chamber. You might end up That's, in that hole that he's doing that the new piping there, in. There you go. There you go. See? Um, so yeah, I can <laughs> there are people that I can go wrong that I don't get along with, but it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. And we need to be able to to be able to tell the difference. Mm. Wow. That's it. I love it. Listen, um, I, I'm a, I'm gonna say this one. Real quick, and then we're going to get ready to close out. But I got to get this one off. Um, got to get this one off. It was another It was from the Forbes article. And you could chew on this for yourself. We're not going to break it down and, 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 you know, get too deep with it because we're running out of time. <laughs> but I but I, I, I did not want to lead a conversation without at least uh, sharing this. But it says that this is another another antidote or another cure or solution, however you want to say that but it says that women at all levels need to believe in themselves and have the confidence to show up and be noticed by their managers their peers and senior executives they need to realize that the greatest risk lies in not stepping up women do uh women must also acknowledge that perfectionism is not an option Perfectionism as a solitary and inward process can sabotage career advancement. Instead, women must embrace an upward approach, working collaboratively to achieve corporate goals. And when they say corporate goals, again, we got to remember, yes, we appreciate you taking out the trash. Yes, we appreciate you cleaning up behind the desk. Yes, we appreciate you keeping peace between the the uh the, the 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 co-workers but at the end of the day every single company's objective is always to produce a profit and the more inclined you are to adhere to the profit producing activities a company is always going to value you they're always going to promote you not because uh uh you 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 um uh but not 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 just because they like you right it's going to be because at the end of the day they need you in order to continue to grow right but again you still have to make yourself show up you, you know just you know you have to you have to let people know that hey i'm here i'm doing this this is what i'm getting done i'm bringing in this amount of money not in a braggadocious way not in a rude way but it has to be known the value that you're bringing to that organization right but i just want Women to understand that, listen, when you lead with the value that you bring to the marketplace from a statistical uh, realm, people, they ain't got no choice but to respect it. They ain't got no choice but to respect it. It's, it's facts. 
When you bring it in, like Dr. O said, when you bring in 40% of a company's revenue, listen to me. They got to they got to see you. They got to respect you. They got to put they got they got to even promote you at some point. And if they don't, they're doing it at their own detriment, because if you leave and you take 40 percent of their revenue away from them, they're in big trouble. Right. So so operating in your power, understanding that it's OK to operate in your power um, is, is a must. But, yeah. Oh, you, you, got any, you, you want to add anything to that? Hey, man, I think you said it all, bro. I think you said it all. Yeah. Like said, at the end of the day, man. Oh, go ahead, doctor. No, I was saying that's it. That he laid it out. I mean, that's why I love the articles and stuff. I just don't. I just don't subscribe <laughs> all the negative parts. So I want to fix all the negative parts, Byron. We can do. I it. know. I, I said this. We we appreciate you, doctor. You you Absolutely. said some real stuff, man. You, you got some great feedback in the comments too. You know, you got some negative <laughs> comments. You got some good comments. You know, you got all of it. Yeah, I, I say all comments are good comments. It was, it was some triggering going on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. My, it's my voice. It's my golden photo. I try to put on my camera, y'all. Next time I will. I literally been over here in the light, ring light in my eyes, going blind, trying to put my camera on. It was something with my phone. But next time I'll come on camera as. Well. But I think I think this was great. And Byron, I absolutely love your data. Just for all the people that think I don't love data, I just think that we can use the data and we can change it. That's all. That's all. I respect definitely need to change it. We definitely need to change it. Uh, today was a good show, man. Don, we appreciate you as well, man. Um, at the end of the day, I think we just got to support these women, man, and uh, help them be their best their best self. And at the same time, the women need to support the men, be them best self, their best self as well. But well, as a culture, we need to help each other help. We need to help, help each other go to the next level too. Baby. I, I think we need to log off from anything that is telling women they need to diminish themselves. Period. And the women ain't shit. And women ain't, yeah, yeah. Any Anything like that, yeah, you need to log off because that is regressive and that is not moving the the, the culture forward and it ain't it ain't going to help to improve the wealth gap. This is a fact. Um, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Progression is what we own. That's it, man. Done. Work, work together. Yeah, man, because, you know, the, what you were talking about before, Byron, it, it, it comes down to leadership. Right. And that and if a boss or a manager, well, let me put it this way. When um, you may not know this, but for 17 years, I was a firefighter. And uh, after some years in firefighting, um, I was promoted to lieutenant. But being in that leadership position didn't make me a leader. I had to learn how to be. In fact, I didn't, you know, I just thought they would respect the office. <laughs> oh no, just, just because I said so, all right? Because now I'm a lieutenant, all right? I had, the, I had the title, but I didn't know how to lead. And so in my business, I learned from that situation in my business, I needed to learn how to, to lead and to develop, how to develop other leaders who work for me, knowing that if I develop them, they may not be here that long, okay? Because they're going to they're go off and do something even greater somewhere else. But for my, for my, um, my direct assistant, um, every time we close a deal, she gets a bonus. Every time we close a deal, she gets a bonus. So the more deals we close, the more bonus money she makes. And she already makes a great salary, okay? And so once we look at, once we start doing that, she gives 
Do you know how many compliments I get from my clients that said, you know, they're getting five star customer service? I'm kind of wondering <laughs> if it's tied to that bonus somehow. Might be. Might she, be. So she's working at her best because you appreciate her effort. Yeah. That's usually how I go. Usually yeah. I go. But man, look, man, make sure. Shout out to Zero Talents, man. We appreciate it. I just wanted to say great show. This is amazing. I'm proud of y'all. All them statistics. Those was great. I just wanted to show up and show out for NC. That's all. I'm here. Hey, we love you. We appreciate you. We appreciate See, you. We, we wouldn't be great without a woman right there. That's a fact. I'll tell you right now, this, this, this stuff will not be good if you ain't have Ruben. That's, That's a fact. Ruben. You know what I'm saying? But uh man, make sure you make sure y'all join. Join the membership, man. Join the community. We got three different levels. The join button is right next to the subscribe button. Let's hit, let's get them likes up, man. If y'all don't mind, man. I think we need to get to about 60, 65 likes before we get out of here. Y'all can help us with that. But join the community. Uh they got three different levels. They got legacy, visionary, and trailblazer. Uh each one come with different things, but all of them you get a discount on the merch. Make sure you hit that button, hit the join button, hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. We appreciate y'all, man. We appreciate y'all waking up early with us at 6 30 a.m. We could be back on Thursday, man. We got the uh oh there, go right there. Men failing financially. We're gonna talk about it on Thursday. I think it's gonna be another great conversation. So if you got a guy in your life that's struggling financially, make sure you, you know, tell him, send him that link, tell him to tune in. Or if he's not if he's not doing what he's supposed to do, it could be your, your dad, it could be your brother, your uncle, man. Send him that link, man. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna teach him how to money up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do that. Yeah. Teach mm-hmm. him how to get his bag up for the new year. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. We're getting a bag up for 2024. Facts. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of men out here struggling. We got we gotta keep it real. They need they need some help. And, but and uh, we're gonna, any we're gonna, word to, we're gonna show him how to get that bag without having to diminish you too. <laughs> he ain't gotta step on your head, huh? No, 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 he ain't gotta do that. We're gonna grow together. How about that? That's it. That's it. And then mm-hmm. we also go teach the ladies how to get their bag up later too. Mm, and not throw it in his face. That's it. <laughs> Yo, I'm toxic. It, it, Look, I'm gonna talk on, on the way out. Look, pray for me. <laughs> we said we said the women don't need the men, bro. So you know we gotta make sure the ladies bag up too. Absolutely. Yeah, man. We out of here, man. We had a great show. We see y'all on Thursday, six thirty a.m. Central Standard Time. Peace. What's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate, and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow-up, we struggle with leads, and we're just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look, it sends you multiple messages. Like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NoStingyEnergy to get 10% off. I'm about to show y'all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure y'all check it out. Peace.